0: Welcome to the marvel cinematic university podcast I'm one of your co-hosts anthony canton the third i'm here with my with my brother my homie the producer jake christie jake what's happening sir
1: nothing much uh happy to be back got a lot of stuff to talk about um as i last a couple times missing jerome but for this this time it's i mean it's kind of crazy because usually it's all oh, he's working he's a busy guy man about town yeah. um I don't know if he wants us to blow up his spot, but his spot got blown up by a water main. <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
0: Jerome, unfortunately, had a little mishap. Uh, he may or may not join us, but if he doesn't, shout out to the homie Jerome. Um, we have we have plenty to discuss today. Uh, we're going to get into The Mandalorian first uh, before we get into some of the stuff that
1: happened with Marvel last week. And so, if you don't the care about The Mandalorian, uh, I'm going to put in the description uh, timestamp to go to um for all the news
0: exactly so we're gonna get into mandalorian and i think i'll save some of the star wars announcement stuff for next week uh, when the mandalorian concludes yeah and uh yeah chapter 15 the believer directed by rick femuya mm-hmm. um I, I think i'm getting that right this is his third episode mm-hmm. uh, di- uh directing on the mandalorian so uh pretty cool for that <laughs> It was really interesting to see Bill Burr return as Migs Mayfield, and uh, this is a little bit of a heist episode, another heist-side quest episode. No Grogu for the first time in The Mandalorian. No screen time for Grogu. So it was a little bit of a different episode, but we did see Mando unmasked. I thought there was... I think the thing that stood out to me first before I throw it to you, Jake, is... I felt that the dialogue in this episode was extremely well done. Yes. Um, I thought some of the the philosophical conversations about the Empire and the Republic. Another thing that was just very well done. And I thought Bill Burr was just tremendous. Um, Mm -hmm. I was I was taken aback when uh, he was sitting at the table with an unmasked Mando, having -hmm. that conversation with the Imperial leader, and just the tension in that scene and Mm -hmm. just the way that he dropped little nuggets throughout the episode. He's talking to Mando in the, in the Imperial speeder as they're, Mm -hmm. they're trying to get the codes and uh, the pirates attack, just those conversations. I always found, I I found them very fascinating. What were your main takeaways from this episode?
1: I I think that you're right, that the dialogue was really, really great. It needed to be because this one, even though there was the great action sequence on the, like with the pirates, so much of it, like, I, I feel like more of this episode was just two people talking than any other Mando episode. Um, and I think that as someone who most of the things I write, I are just two people talking and I love things. I love movies or people are two people just talking. I have no problem with that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's but I also think that in a sci fi fantasy type thing, it's super easy to not put the care and effort into two people talking scenes. Um, when, in my opinion, I think you agree as well, like, that's what, that's what turns something that's cool to watch into something that is talked about for generations. Like, Star Wars, if the dialogue in, like, the original Star Wars series and, like, the things that were talked about wasn't good, then, like, it would be, like, it wouldn't not want to be anything, but, like, there are plenty of cool sci-fi fantasy movies from the 70s that we don't talk about as much, you know? Anyway, (laughs) but I think that Bill really killed it, and honestly, I really was surprised, not surprised, because he was good before, but, like, he really has a pedigree as an actor that I didn't, um fully expect because I've never been a huge fan of his uh not that I I don't know I that feels unfair but I've never been a huge fan of his and I mostly just made jokes about his expense of being from Boston um but uh, he really (laughs) brought it he brought uh in in, it's kind of crazy that in a show where you have a scene where it's him as like the guest star loudmouth character and then Pedro Pascal who is a you know classically trained actor in Game of Thrones most of the good shit like The real acting weight at this episode was by Bill Burr. Like, Pedro Pedro Pascal did some good stuff, but, like, really it was just Bill Burr really carrying this whole episode. And to, like, shouts to the whole team for recognizing that. Because I think that that is something that's so – that I I think that a thing that makes Mandalorian work is that when you have a stoic character at the center – the, the show's not afraid to hand the emotional weight over to another character. They do it a lot with um, uh, what's her face, Gina Carano, uh, who I think is just frankly not as talented an actress. Bilber, so it doesn't work as well. But um, when they let someone else just talk, um, I think that it really explores a lot of things. And I think this really, his monologuing in the car was just really explores some of the themes that because Star the Star Wars saga is so much just basically about royalty and palace intrigue like everyone is a royal person that you don't ever actually really get to um investigate what it's like for the everyday people and i think that um it it was interesting too because it also mirrored uh i think the way that a lot of people in the actual world experience um trade-offs and things like that yeah and i think that it was just fascinating like thing is and i don't fully agree with all the stuff he said But i think that he definitely was um it definitely recontextualized the character or even before i don't think he was like he was never like a villainous character before like he was kind of abused bad guy but like i didn't hate him before yeah he really recontextualized and be like you know what like i'm sorry that i do what i gotta i do but i not one he has principles but two also like this we're we're in so many different to quote jada pinkett entanglements like just being able to <laughs> sleep at night is is enough. And like if you want to judge me for what I do to get there, that's mm-hmm. fine. But like as I can sleep at night, then I can sleep at night.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's funny because I, I was thinking about the seeing the Empire in this case as the protagonists of the episode was was just very it was jarring and odd at the same time. But it was interesting. I mean because... those
1: both mean basically the same thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it's just, yeah, and it, was it was so yeah. interesting to kind of see that because I'm 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 thinking of uh, Star Wars in general and the way that it's always been presented as empire bad, uh republic good, rebels good. And to kind of see them cheer both uh Mando and Migs as they come back from the train getting away from the pirates um was that was cool. That was cool in a very different way. Oh, and I think the way that they yeah. frame that cool.
1: No, I was going to say, what it reminded me of, and I think that this is actually a much maligned thing, I don't actually, like, I'm not in discourse about video games, because I res- respect myself, but no No, that's wrong. It's just because I don't like people who disagree with me that much, but, and it is not very oh. well executed, but what it reminded me of was um, in Assassin's Creed 3, the first three missions of it, you assume you're playing as the main Assassin character, but you learn that you've basically been playing as a character for the, uh, what is it, the Templar, which is like the bad guys, and... Mm-hmm. And, like, what it reminded me of is that um, the feeling that I'm that you got when Mando and them rolled up, and it was like, oh, wait, they're doing this off of the Empire. The Empire's the one celebrating them. It reminds me a lot of when you finish, like, the third mission as the Templar guy, and it's like, uh, now we celebrate. And I might be wrong about being the Knights Templar. I played all these games, so I don't know how I'm forgetting it. But it's like, for the Knights Templar, it's like, oh, shit. I don't feel good about that at all. But, yeah, I think that the, my point being that... Um, it's the cheesiest analysis ever to say it's all a matter of perspective, but on some things, like, it is, because ultimately, like, especially with a, an organization as big as the Empire, n- not every single stormtrooper who's at that random base is a bad person. Like, right. not that that matters so much, because I think that at a certain point doesn't, but it's also like, also those crazy pirates who are trying to blow up this whole, these ships and kill these random guys, they're, I mean, on an individual basis, they're probably worse people than the stormtroopers, you know? Um, yeah. so I guess it just it's it was really fun to work up perspectives, and that's what we're able to do when you have ground level characters when it's not when the plot of the episode is not as big as the fate of the galaxy, you know?
0: yeah. and and a lot of this this episode's framework centers on a lot of what Migs Mayfield talks about as specifically to mendel when he when he talks about, hey, what are you willing to do for, for, to what you have to fight for, particularly Grogu in this instance? and mando unmasking was was yeah. a very you know it was a watershed moment in the series we've seen him unmasked at the end of season 1 but that obviously that was more of a uh, a situation where he's basically on his deathbed for lack of a better term and in this instance this was something that he's doing this for grogu he's he's been steadfast in his philosophy of this this is the way and keeping mm-hmm. the mask on at all times and when presented with either take the mask off and you know not knowing whether he'll necessarily succeed or not but realizing that this was the only way in order to find Moff Gideon's uh ship he was he he really did it and it was cool yeah. seeing Pedro Pascal's uh mug on the screen it's funny for a it's few really minutes.
1: funny that they take a guy who is that handsome and they put him in a mask all the time because it's really like because you forgot like Whenever you have a character that wears a mask all the time, and then they eventually take it off, you're like, "Oh, what deformity are they gonna have?" It's like, "Oh no, just like still like just a regular good-looking guy, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. the mask." But I, I think that a couple things were really interesting about that. One, they clearly set it up from the beginning. Well, the yeah, moment yeah. He, I think the moment he put on another mask, you knew it was coming off. Because the moment that like is clearly the because once they were started talking about, it, they spent a lot of time on it. But I also think that I think that's interesting, and I wonder if they're even gonna go into it. I don't think they need to spell it out so much, but it's like, well, I
2: don't Bo, know
0: Bo- Catan set this up too. Yeah, her her conversation with him earlier, I think set that set that moment up too.
1: What it reminds me a lot of though is an actual real life religions where like the question of what is the more important because inherently any sort of rule that a faith has will contradict each other. So what is more important to the Mandalorian? Is it the thing that makes you care for and place a foundling? Is that yeah. a more important, or is it that just don't take off the mask? And personally, my view on back life religion, not that anyone asked, is that the things like the good works of helping people are always more important than, like, the aesthetic mm-hmm, right. things. Like, that just – I think – I feel pretty <laughs> strongly about that. I think that most people gener- – most people, I think, who are probably listening this podcast probably agree. But, like – and I think that that's important that it's, like – that even if it's unsaid, there is a part of Mando that – because I think it's both his attachment to Grogu, but it's also, like, what is this What is this rule for? You know what I mean? Like, and, and um, yeah, and I, and I don't know if the conversation he had with Miggs affected him in his decision to do that. But I, I can't say it didn't. And I think that it's really um, a sign of growth because, you know, not to disrespect a fake religion, but, like, I think it's kind of lame <laughs> that he has to wear the helmet the whole time. I think like, it's cool that he wears the helmet the whole time, but it's like, come on, man. Like, that's, mm-hmm. like... Like you're the Mandalorian people are gone. Like no one, no one's gonna be calling you. That's terrible. That's terrible. Cut that out. Cut that out, Jake. No, I'm kidding. But
0: uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um. So yeah, we get to that scene, and we get to that scene where they're all sitting down at the table, and I just Pedro Pascal was perfection. The facial oh. expressions, looking back and forth as that whole situation got more tense and more tense, and you could tell that. Migs was about to really lose it, and he's just like, "Oh,
2: come on, what, what it really
0: are really doing like, here?"
1: It's really a lot, and this is the this is the quintessential comparison. Any there's a million scenes in fiction like this, but like the, it always makes you think of uh, the shine box scene in Goodfellas. You just you know that like you're just watching like this guy's gonna he's gonna kill this guy. You just know he yeah. is because it's so much history. And I don't know if he played it intentionally, but I think that an interesting thing to wonder. I would love to ask Pedro Pascal if he was asked to play it this way. That you have to keep up with Mando, he never actually has to worry about his facial expressions. So I wonder if, like, he, because he's not even, she has never had to be conscious of how he's looking. So like, he you, you really felt like you can see everything on his face, and I think that's a part because it's interesting. But I think that's also because like you probably always can see everything on his face, but his face is just covered by a mask.
0: Right, right, and and yeah. So watching that scene play out was really the best part of the episode for me, and of course uh, Miggs shoots Valen Hess and then a whole fight breaks out and, and we see a Cara Dune and Fennec get involved and, and Boba Fett get involved. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of funny that Boba Fett's just hanging out in Mm -hmm. the background in this episode, being like a, 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 being a helper Mm -hmm. as opposed to being on the front lines. I guess we're going to see more of uh, more of that in the season finale for sure. But, um, as, as the episode comes to a close, I, I think uh, I think it was really cool that we got a full circle moment with uh, Mando and Moff Gideon as uh, Moff Gideon gets the transmission from Mando. And Mando says the same exact thing mm-hmm. that Moff Gideon said to him back at the end of chapter seven, mm-hmm. where he goes, he means more to me than you'll ever know. And, mm-hmm. and the fight is on. Um, mm-hmm. Mando and the squad are on the way. Uh, I'm sure Moff Gideon got the dark saber. He's ready to go. Who knows who's going to show up? Who else is going to show up? Um, mm-hmm. Remember, Grogu was at the sea in Temple. So mm-hmm. maybe a Jedi heard the call. Maybe mm-hmm. on their way. So there's a lot of stuff in the air for this season finale, which should prove to be... Very interesting considering some of the stuff that we found out about Star Wars in general last week. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very excited to see not only where the season finale goes, but the overall story in this universe.
1: Yeah, I think that the season finale is going to be great, obviously. But I also think it just, it really is a testament to how they've paced the story. That, like, it feels like this is the perfect time for this to happen. And that I... I'm ready, and I also was not ready a couple episodes ago, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like I've been – it's not like these episodes have felt super um, – because even, like, this episode in itself, like, what's actually happening in it is kind of filler, where it's like they, they have to do something to get the information to know where he is. But I think yeah. it also was important to have a full episode where Grogu wasn't with Mando. Um,
2: yeah.
1: And uh, to really just show what the lengths will go to uh, to get him – and, yeah, I think that this is just a really uh, solid episode. It wasn't, like, one of my fa- – it wasn't, like, my favorite or anything, but right. it definitely was. I think that it just, like, was so so enjoyable. It had great acts and sequences, and it made me, like, really looking forward to the season finale and, like, to the point where I'm, like – I love how the Mandra episodes are short, but part of me is, like, give me, like, an hour and a half on this, baby. Like, I just <laughs> – you know, because there's so much shit. But I think, the, I think the thing that's great about this, though, is that I just know that there are things that I think we're inherently ex- – intrinsically expecting – yeah. To be in the season finale, that they'll probably withhold from us and not do until the next season, and not in a bad way, and just like a uh, no, like this isn't all, like I don't know where Grogu's gonna end up or this, that, and the other, or if they're gonna like, for example, I don't think that they're gonna resolve the dark saber stuff, uh, because that's no. gonna be enough time. No, not. And, nah. and I think that it's exciting to see that like that they clearly have the confidence to not blow these plot lines that like i have the i have the confidence that they're not going to try to wrap everything up in a bow and that's something that it's hard to say with a lot of tv shows particularly ones that are i mean also i think it helps that they know they're gonna have a season three but so many times in tv shows when they don't know if they're gonna have another season it's like well we have to finish all these plot lines now and then they have nothing next season you know
0: no yeah and and that's important to realize because like you said it helps that we're getting Another season of this guaranteed. This is this is clearly a cash cow for the app, and we're gonna see a lot more spring from this going forward. So I'm yeah, I'm really excited to see how they conclude the season. I wouldn't mind a cliffhanger. Give me a cliffhanger. You have mm-hmm. so many. They introduce so many things to the mythos and and uh, and the, just the the universe in general that you feel like going forward, you're just there's like you said, there's so much that we don't know that one episode isn't going to tell us. So therefore, just give us enough, and and we'll see if there's a little cliffhanger in the meantime. And and yeah, man, like uh, I I'm just curious who's going to show up, who they choose to show up, and mm-hmm. and and how they execute another yeah. another great episode.
1: And I think a thing that's important to because I think I think that this is really impressed me about the show is that. There's just such a – being a fan of so many things that are like very nerdy intellectual properties like Marvel and all that, even the stuff I like, a lot of times you can feel the hesitation about being definitive about anything. And I think that Dave Filoni – I think, one, because he has the George Lucas's blessing where basically – for all intents and purposes, Dave Filoni is the author of Star Wars more than anyone else alive right now, like and of like it, it, going forward, the person who has the most authority to make decisions on what is and isn't canon in Star Wars is Dave Filoni, and I. But I think that like there's just a way that there is no that, I, I, that any that he is not afraid to lay down new canon. He's not afraid to go back to old canon.
2: Yeah,
1: I think the important thing about anything with this universe is that he is not afraid to leave stuff just out there. Like, so the great thing about Star, so much about Star Wars is that. And why they've been able to have so many spin-offs is that there are sometimes just threads that are left hanging, not in a bad way, just in like a this is a rich universe. If you tell a, if you were to make a documentary about my life, you, there'd right. be a couple threads about people I knew that we wouldn't go through their whole lives. You can make a right. whole thing about them. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like I think that there's just a way that I love how I'm excited to see some of the stuff come back. Like obviously some things like Bo-Katan, for example, and the Darksaber are going to come back. But any stuff that doesn't come back. The fact that it's there to begin with makes it richer, and the fact that Dave Filoni doesn't feel pressure to make everything come back makes it that, like, I'm not – I'm not – I'm worried about – I'm not worried about – them needing to satisfy too many plot threads i'm um, just like okay they're gonna tell whatever story best and if the thing that they mentioned on that web planet four episodes ago if yeah. they want to mention that in another star wars spin-off series fine if they never mention it again cool because in the like the actual world there are plenty of threads that don't ever get resolved and i love that he says like yeah we're gonna tell this story and we'll f- populate the world as much as we need to in order to do it but that's it you know
0: shows are shows that are dedicated to its storytelling normally do pretty well, and this show continues to um, illuminate that on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And with that, uh, we're gonna take a little break for a second. and then when we come back, we're going to announce, well, not announce, but talk about all the announcements that mm-hmm. happened with Marvel. There's plenty of them.
1: Yeah, we really to dive into we're, not it. we're not announcing them. I mean, you might not have heard them before, but we're not announcing them.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we'll be back we'll in be a back. second. Uh, let, let's talk about it.
1: All right, so we are back. Uh, as you could tell by the title of this podcast, we have a special guest for this section. Uh, you know her. Uh, you love her, or you have other strong opinions about her, but we love her.
3: <laughs> no, so I, I'm the one that gets to do that joke.
1: You I know, I know. Her, and I'm I was going to
3: say, I was going to say, debatable, but for someone else to say debatable.
1: Yay. No, no, uh, we love her, but the thing <laughs> is, I cool. know you.
3: Good talk. Yes,
1: we do. Yeah. Anyway, we have Nitz. Nitz is here. Uh, Nitz, how are you?
3: I'm fantastic.
1: Oh, I was until thirty seconds ago when yeah, I found I apologize. everyone hated me. No, great. That's not true. Um I you know. She I, has I, sass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's sassy. Yeah, I, I can't I can't not think about that. Um <laughs> but we have a lot to get to. As anyone who follows anything Marvel or any Disney related property knows, uh, Disney had its investor call, which is re- which really has become less about investors and more just about like news and media and stuff like that um and Captain, then that,
3: um i wish you guys were recording video because ac and i are just dancing while they're,
1: yes they're <laughs> dancing uh and yeah they're just just before we get into the specific stuff um what was your guys experiences like just watching the barrage of things roll in um i did you watch it were you paying attention live or um was it all just afterwards uh ac you go first
0: so funny enough, I was recording a podcast with Iman at the time. Uh, new pod, finding peace in the storm. Subscribe, rate, rate and review. Um, shout out to Iman for joining me. But nonetheless, so I was watching the Star Wars stuff, and then I had to record. So then I'm seeing all this stuff, and then I, you know, I get Marvel Studios uh, tweet notification. So I see the the phone keep blowing up. The phone keep blowing up. So I'm I'm trying not to look at it. So then I just take a look, and then I see, oh, whoa oh, oh, okay, okay. All right, I knew this already. Oh, this is happening. Oh, this is happening. Trailer here, trailer here, trailer here. Oh, and this stuff is coming soon. So so obviously when I was done, I got a chance to sit down and, and take a look at everything. And then I was just like, oh, my goodness. Oh, look who it is. Oh,
1: Look wow. at who it is. The wrong dog in, is here. He's coming riding the water main burst. He's coming through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> swimming coming up red.
4: have we announced this on the pod yes. it, like yeah, people yeah, know yeah. what's I, going yeah, on yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. Nice. yeah. Hey, Jake started uh, he okay. couldn't help himself
1: is here, it's all good
4: Jerome, <laughs> uh, I'm good I'm good uh, I decided to at least stay the night here to make sure that my ceiling doesn't suddenly start leaking oh um,
3: what? I thought you guys were making an Ant-Man no, joke. sorry. You know no, we- no, 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 no.
4: This is <laughs> This isn't, this isn't <laughs> announcing that, uh...
3: Stuck into the lab through the water main. I thought this the whole time. Rome, are you good?
4: I'm good. No, everything is fine. I think, uh, unfortunately, it happened to my neighbors downstairs, but it hasn't happened here. Like, it looks fine. Nothing's happened. This isn't our roundabout way to announce Thomas Hayden Church returning as... Oh, wait, no, that's Sandman. That's, like, different. I was so close to doing a Hydra-Man joke, but there's no such thing. No, um, not yet. Anyway, no, nah, <laughs> nothing like that. Hi. Hi, Nitz. Oh, hi. Oh, man. <laughs> um,
1: where no, are we at no, right now? What's going good, on? Good, we just were starting off. I just asked what your reaction to the volume of the announcements was. And AC was talking about how he was recording a podcast and got all of them rushing in. Um, yes, yeah, I remember. Was... We, we were texting you yeah. incessantly. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: and, like, of all the people to not get it in real time between it was really at funny. least, yeah, it's it was, really yeah, funny. It's like, Jake and I were just like texting. He's like, Have you seen it yet? He's like, Cause I'm, I'm, too I'm busy already right like, I let yeah. y'all
0: know what's happening. Right? Right, and right, right. right. I just happen to be, I just happen to be busy. But just to finish up quickly, I'll let y'all get in. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty wild because I knew already that we were expecting certain things and I've been keeping track of like some of the inside information that's been going on about like some of the other Marvel projects that were looming. But it was nice to see that we're getting some of the stuff soon. Falcon and the Winter Soldier obviously began in March. Uh, the Loki series, which initially when we take this back to a year ago when all four of us were like, eh, we don't know what we're doing with this Loki thing. I think now there's a little bit more excitement, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But nonetheless, yeah, it's it's great, especially for this show. Obviously, in terms of content, uh, we're gonna be busy for like a really long time mm-hmm. because there's gonna just be so much coming at us mm-hmm. for like the next two three years. So, hey, the more yeah. the merrier. Very excited.
1: So, Nitz, what were you like? What was your uh, consumption of it. because uh, I, I think it's I know you're on and off Twitter regularly. so were you following it on in real time or?
3: No, so I mean, I complain to you guys, so you know this. I've been really busy. Not a complaint. This is great. It's
2: mm-hmm. great. I've
3: been really busy, so I didn't catch any of it really. And then I log on to Twitter and friend of the pod and friend in general, Leslie. Mm-hmm. was just all of a sudden she just started DMing me things and she's like, hey, I know you've been busy. So just in case you didn't know. And she just like sent me the big well, one. She's, yeah, she's...
4: That's a good friend.
3: That's a queen actually, right there. I was like not about to catch up. And then I was mm-hmm. overwhelmed as hell. And the only other thing I'll share is that when I get busy, I like to have things on in the background. And primarily that's like Marvel. That's when I will watch Ragnarok like 10 times in the span of two weeks. Right? Um... I just finished rewatching Iron Man two and three, which, by the way, I feel like I was a little bit too hard on Iron Man two. That's for a different discussion. And Thor: Dark World for the second rewatch in the last month.
2: Wow! So, wow! Yeah.
3: So was I ex- like the rewatching Thor: Dark World for the second time in the span of four weeks, and then seeing all the new content that was going to come out? You guys can't tell, but I do the chef's kiss. This yeah, is chef's kiss. Right. right yep
1: all right and jerome um marvel
4: is doing the absolute most like i just Mm -hmm. you didn't have to you know it's just like you you're already (laughs) like running everything you're making all the money it didn't seem like i understand you weren't able to put anything out for the longest time but i don't exactly see that group struggling in any way Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like, you know, when we're all like, when pandemic's over, boy, am I going to go out? What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, you just did everything. Yeah. Like, you're going to do the everything? Like, you don't have to do every little thing. You don't have to, like, put all yourself into every
1: little project. Uh, I mean, I'm so proud yeah, they, and you know, happy that they do that.
4: But, I mean, like.
1: No, I think that, I think it's a question less of that they have to do all this stuff. I think, I could be wrong, but part of me thinks that there are some of the stuff they weren't going to announce Right. right now but yeah. when they saw everyone like piling on warner brothers for what they're doing it's like right. oh you think that like i guess like, so yeah. and i, I yeah and, and i think that it's really just i think they just want to stunt on everyone else because i think that they want uh filmmakers to be like they want to tell mm-hmm. people creative people like hey do you want a place where you can make cool stuff and we'll put a lot of weight behind it and a lot of people are going to see it cool 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 come over to marvel
4: and yeah, uh, but like they were all doing like overtime minutes in a 40 minute span. Like, I don't even think Marvel's run by Kevin Feige anymore. It must be run by Tom Thibodeau at this point. <laughs> like, just how much they're doing. You know
3: what? Do you feel like this is connected to... to uh... First of all, A plus Tom Thibodeau joke. B, do you think it's connected to Disney subscribers struggling, right? Because if we're talking like yeah, earnings, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, that's part of it. Oh, I, I think it's the exact opposite. Because Disney subscribers <laughs> are doing much better than every other other than Netflix, Disney is by far the most subscribed to. It's like has like four times as many as But are they,
3: but is their growth percentage where they want I to I don't be?
1: know. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe not, but I also think that part of it is that I was actually saying before that we got on with Units, that I think a lot of it is that they want to retain subscribers because I think they got a lot of subscribers. Yeah. yeah. Really. I think
4: it's like you're making um, it worth their weight
1: yeah, this whole exactly. time. Like we're exactly. making up for yeah. lost time.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and to keep it got a buck
2: it. Uh,
0: go ahead. and to keep it a buck. I'm sorry. Um, to keep it a buck, like so we hadn't heard anything in a while. So mm-hmm. I think they just wanted to remind people like, hey, don't worry. We got you. Things I think- are coming.
4: I think what is, like, just because you just saw all the titles, and I think in the moment you're not thinking that this is over the span of time, so I'm just thinking, like, I have enough trouble keeping up with The Mandalorian. Like, how am I supposed to keep up with, like, 20 shows at the same time? Obviously, that's not the case, that that's what's happening, but, like, I think it was just a sensory overload. Like, there's one thing where, you know, there's the Super Bowl, and you're so excited about seeing all the trailers there. Like, this was more than that. That's how crazy it felt to me, because, like, Mm -hmm. we're talking Marvel right now, and that doesn't even count toward the Star Wars stuff that they were dropping on top of everything.
3: And the Disney stuff, okay. And the Disney stuff, stuff, right. True. I'm like... Is Sister Act 3 coming
1: back, apparently? Like, that's a thing, too? (laughs) Yeah, Sister Act is coming out, yeah. Jeez. Sister Act 3. Who? Sister Act 3. Yeah, this Yeah, oh,
4: sounds I pretty umbrain.
3: Okay, I know what Sister Act is. I've yeah. heard Distract over and over oh, do you know?
4: Right, right, right.
3: I know, it's uh, wild. But, um... Never mind. <laughs> I was going to make some joke about how I don't like to admit that I like Disney just because of, like, there's everyone during the pandemic that's been, like, protesting at Disney parks to be allowed in, and also they have laid
2: oh, yeah.
3: a bunch of employees <laughs> right now. So not really hype to admit that but uh they have some good stuff coming from there too they really I mean, like this
1: is all disney too so like you mm-hmm. gave me if, it, if you, like unfortunately marvel and star wars are all disney everything's disney soon this podcast will be disney probably
3: everything um, is cap. hey put it in the air man. <laughs> i mean it, put yeah it if, in the if, air,
1: hey, if disney wants to pay I've, i'm not gonna say no but we got to get to the specific stuff just yeah let's
2: like go a for sure run it down um,
1: all right, I'm actually gonna go in – AC gave me a nice list of everything. I'm actually gonna go in the reverse order because I think that the last thing I think is the most important thing. Um, if those, unless you put this in an order for a reason, AC. I uh, did.
0: I didn't. I was just oh, listing okay, projects. Good, good, good. Because okay. I, I want to start
1: off with the easy one because a lot of stuff was just like confirmation or updates. Um, yeah. The most significant thing that jumped out to me first, and because mostly because unlike people who talk about sports on tv claim i care more about being right than i do about anything else that black (laughs) widow was announced that it's still going to be in theaters which is Mm i'm saying uh with ac saying he wasn't sure for this last few uh months but as someone who loves Mm -hmm. doesn't want movie theaters to die i'm very happy that black widow is going to be going to theaters and uh yeah um it's not going to disney plus and i think that that's they probably have, like I've been saying, they probably have internal numbers that show that, like Mulan, didn't make as much money as it would have, for example. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's
3: interesting. So, so, as,
2: so funny May. thing,
1: Nitz is making
0: that face. Uh, y'all May. can't see it, it but
3: ready to go out in May. I'm I th-
0: that's that's the thing. Like I'm yeah. still not sure based off of the fact that yes obviously vaccine is mm-hmm. here but we don't know how all that's getting <laughs> administered and we don't know by the time in may whether it's going to be a thing to be safe and admittedly like even i who loves marvel y'all know how much i love it but at the end of the day i'm still trying to live
1: so yeah, i think i don't know we gotta I see think how we go. that i think that Bob Iger probably has a pretty good idea of how soon a majority of America will be vaccinated. I actually,
3: I don't, I... Hold on. With all due respect. Okay. (laughs) With all the love in the world. um, And I know everyone's always, especially at the beginning of this, everyone's like, I have a friend that works at the fucking Pentagon. So I could tell you. Okay, but I actually have a friend that works on this data. I swear. You guys are also all friends with him, but I doubt he wants me to like out his name. So Uh, I will tell you you after. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. His guess at the moment is September. It's like everything's a guess. Everything's a right, guess. But the guess that Bob Iger has, I don't think, is more ac- Like everything's a guess. Bob mm-hmm. Iger even has some secret capitalist data. Yes. <laughs> I think like it's all- <laughs> I think anything. It's just if it's not safe in May, mm-hmm. we're not going
1: yes yeah no question and I, think... I also don't think they'll release it if it's i think that they are on un... because of how badly tenet did i think that if like n- only like 10 percent of the population is vaccinated in may i think they'll probably push it back to september i don't I don't think that they're going to do what tenet did and just tell people to go to the movies if it's not safe because they right. know what happens if they do that yeah so i, I probably do would think... lean on um yeah if
4: like if it is whatever projections that they have like the projection isn't necessarily that they think by May everyone's good to go, but enough people are good to go, is probably yeah, what I'm going to lean right. yeah. toward. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: I think I think is interesting because so one of the things that had that Black Widow was supposed to come out before Falcon and the Winter Soldier did. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain plot point in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that might be changed based off the fact that now it's coming out first. Yeah. So I think, that bear in mind, if Black Widow gets delayed any further, Mm -hmm. just curious to see if there's anything that's going to affect the storyline, because there's going to be a very popular storyline, the General Ross uh, forming his own team. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a thing going forward in the MCU concurrently with the whole space uh, wild WandaVision, Spider-Man crap that's happening on the other side of things. So I'm, I'm I'm curious to see if Black Widow does happen because do they have to change things specifically with the plot? So, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't
3: think they move it again, though. That's the thing, right? We're saying right. whatever. is getting yeah. so into, like, things that are not Marvel, but moral okay. of the story... Because so many things are reliant on it, I think that this is their compromise to be able to release Falcon and the Winter Soldier first, mm-hmm. then Black Widow. But if other things that are attached to that storyline need to come after it, they yeah. are going to release Black Widow in theaters whether or not it's safe. Yeah,
4: also, yeah. like at this point for this, like how many people are really concerned about the specific plot points that aren't also doing a Marvel podcast? Like, I think to the general public, there's
1: no that show. You know, yeah, you know, I, I, like, yeah I think I think that I'll say this. I don't think that when Black Widow gets released, we'll have any... No one who's making that decision cares at all about plot points in The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, that fair just is point. not a entirely fair point, yeah. it's a, a Fair point. It's just me
0: as a storytelling dude no, I, no, wondering about for sure, it.
1: For sure, for sure. But, like, the people whose decision it is to, to release movies in theaters don't care. And to be frank, like, I actually don't think they should care because there's too much money involved for uh, hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> like, it's not really, you know...
2: Yeah.
3: No I'm saying that they do care about the plot points. I I, don't, agree. I, I don't think re- that they have Marvel has the reason the Marvels really work too right is that they release things incredibly strategically even down to like Spider-Man being released directly after Endgame and it was like a very cathartic experience for us to be able to see Peter Parker like looking at Tony's billboard. I just rewatched it so it's like fucking in my brain yeah. but so that's my point. I think they actively care about the plot points. They don't care about whether or not it'll be safe. I, I'm saying that they'll prioritize plot points over.
1: I I think that I was again. I think that I I think that they won't release it if it's not safe. Not because they care about people's health, but because tenets release showed that if it isn't safe, that is fair. Help. But you know, at the
3: beginning of this,
1: I understand that. I still, that, that,
3: that I still don't think that.
1: I still don't think that. Enough. I think that obviously there are obviously more people now who'd be willing to go, but I still don't think the number is high enough where it would be worth it not to just delay it another three months. Like I think that like because mm-hmm. I, I I think that the amount of people who would be go- willing to go to a movie is a s- still not enough for them to make the money they'd want to make. So mm-hmm. I think that they I I don't I not again I don't think it's because they care about people's health, but the fact is just like that. Because it's, it's not like Tenet made, like, half of what they thought it would make. It made, like, one-tenth of what they
4: thought it would make. So I, I think in that regard, we're probably going to look at, um, I think they release as is, and probably the compromise isn't moving it, but that they do a premium situation. Because with Mulan, it was premium only. With Tenet, it was theater only. I could see them doing both. Mm-hmm. I just don't see them shifting it anymore at this point. Like, you don't. You don't name like twenty properties. (laughs) It's interesting.
0: It's interesting to see when when it does occur. But uh, yeah, Black Widow, we've been waiting for it for
1: a while. So allegedly, here's hoping uh, that I, if anyone wants to, uh, you know, uh, put me in the fast track to get the vaccine, not ahead of any healthcare workers, but right at you know uh, among normal people.
3: Of some people that deserve it more than me. No, but no, no, no. Just, no one, like, one that deserves it more than people me. People no one who deserves it more than me. me. No one who
1: deserves so it more than so me. So,
4: if you I complete, complete the Buzzfeed quiz and achieve ninety percent or more on your Marvel knowledge, that will give you <laughs> front of the line access <laughs> okay. at that
1: moment. I wasn't. I don't, Listen,
4: I
3: don't, give me the vaccine. I really want to see
1: Black Widow. No, yeah. I mean, okay. That's <laughs> not the only why. I mean, I'll. The thing is, I I will absolutely. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking to get a first in line. Not first, with Not first in line. I don't want to say that, but <laughs> definitely uh, like priority access. <laughs> it's you know the thing is because I've seen so many people I know. let just say like random like vague shit, like, I mean, but do you know if you can trust it when it's new? It's like, I don't give a shit. Put me in front of all those people. Like I, You know, I, I trust it. If, if it you up. want to go that way
4: around, yeah, I get that point. Like, if people are willing to give up their spot as opposed to at that point. I, know, it's
1: just like, I don't want anyone who has, like, slight doubts about it to be ahead of me. It's like, no, if you were saying this shit, like, six months ago, like, can we trust the vaccines? Like, motherfucker, I've trusted the vaccine the whole time. Put me in the front of the list.
3: saying, do a Twitter search on these motherfuckers. Pull up their old tweets. Exactly. Right. Exactly. To I guess on. thing is, because when I was...
1: Florida for a while. For the, I was. Well, I heard my parents
3: talking to, to their the friends? friends. Uh,
1: for part of it, yeah. When I was, because when my lease ran out, I didn't have. I didn't want to pay for an apartment in the city when yeah. I wasn't going to leave it. Anyway, my I had. You know, uh I heard from my parents' friends and stuff like that, and they were, you know, talking about like just general, you know, old white people. Like, just general things. If I mean, I don't know if you can trust it. You know, with vaccines and stuff. You don't know anything about vaccines, so I want to be ahead of those people because they spent their time saying I don't know. Anyway. This is a peppy that's nothing. Pack. So essentially I what you just said. Oh,
3: going America. I that's think true. we support that?
1: Okay. Anyway, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, new <laughs> casting announcement. Yes. We well, knew he was in it, but we finally know who Christian Bale playing. AC, who is Christian Bell playing? Give us a little backstory. He is
0: playing Gore of the God Butcher. Um, so if you get if you get a chance, if you're a comic book reader, go check out the God of Thunder arc. Um that will explain pretty much the backstory and the you know what gore the god butcher is going to do and what's uh what's going to be involved with that i'm going to guess it's going to be a cgi because the dude looks like a monster it's a it's just like a straight-up monster so um i haven't read it yet myself i'm sure we'll probably cover it on marvel did what at some point but um yeah so so if you're looking to get a a little bit of a background go check out god of thunder um listen christian bale in a marvel movie enough said it's gonna be Mm -hmm. fire um, we have also the also for the movie itself, the Jason Aaron run of Thor, where Jane Foster becomes Thor because she has cancer. Um that is the that is the that is the um, other part of the story. Um, I, I I pause there because I see the look on Nitz's face and she's curious. I yeah. do remember oh, yeah, most I people do. who listen to the show remember the the famous clip of when uh, we told Nitz who that uh, that Natalie Portman was coming back to be Thor in this next mm-hmm. one. Um, and she had a very, very uh, comedic response. Uh, but it, it should be interesting, to say the least, because we get we have uh, Valkyrie back, and and uh, the Guardians are going to be making an appearance. So there's a lot of stuff happening in these not only these films but these shows. And I feel like they're emphasizing small, uh, bigger, bigger stories and team ups in a way, mm-hmm. bigger team ups. So it'll be interesting to see for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Do we feel like they're doing the team-ups more so because, so prior to this, right, each Marvel film was more successful if Robert Downey Jr. got to do a cameo. Yes. And then you saw that even mm-hmm. with, like, the Captain America ones, whatever. So they just mm-hmm. got rid of like, a lot of their big act guys. Do you think, like, mm-hmm. yeah. toss a bunch of them together, and that way the movies will succeed more than, like,
1: the Yes. Film. I also think because I think the biggest example of this is the more interconnected you make that, like, the fact that Captain Marvel made a billion dollars is I think, the sign that like even if they do things that the se- the story itself is self-contained, that mm-hmm. if they make it feel at all essential into understanding other movies, then people will be more likely to go see it. And so I think that like if you're, I think Gar- for example, Like, obviously, I assume there are most people who like Guardians also like Thor. But if you're a big Guardians person and you want to understand the Guardians story and, you know, you're going to be like, you know, I got to see the Thor movie because I want to see my favorite characters. Even if you're going to see the Thor movie like six months from then on on demand, now you have to see it in the theaters because you want to know what's going on. And so I think just, like, making the interconnectedness, making each one feel essential is what they're trying to do.
4: Yeah, I think also there's just this level of they're all connected now.
1: Like,
2: you Mm -hmm. can't
4: really just separate them. Like, you can't start Thor and just have the Guardians drop them off, like, so, like, we'll catch you in a month, maybe? Mm-hmm. Like, let us know what happens, yeah. and then, like, come back in the <laughs> end and pick them up. So I think, um, yeah, for sure there is the, like, the very logical reason of putting more names in, and especially if, like, you can mm-hmm. get all of them together at the same time, you're going to do it 10 out of 10 times, but mm-hmm. it's just, that's where the universe is, right? Like, now the universe is connected. Like, you have, you don't, you can't have an end game where you actually have your first assemble, and then everyone's just like, that was great. Deuces. Ma- goes yeah, like, 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 like yeah. see you all like, for the 10-year reunion, time. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, not everyone could do the Captain Marvel. Like, there are a lot of things going on everywhere, and they just disappear right. when they feel like it. Right, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Um, so that is what we have there. And we also have just generally an update on Hawkeye TV series, um, some new castings uh um okay. and ac what what are you excited about for this
0: um so kate bishop i think is gonna be fun because it's just another example of the future storyline that marvel is gonna do with the young avengers so got mm-hmm. kate bishop got ant-man's daughter cassie um we got wanda envisions children which you know that'll be interesting how they get introduced um, so there's gonna be a team of future Avengers. Um, even I think what's her name, America Chavez, will be introduced mm-hmm. in uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, they're they're doing that story concurrently with what the current storyline is is going on now. So so just based off of that, um, just seeing the training aspect of things. Um, I really like the cast of Hawkeye right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vera Farmiga is, I think is playing uh, Kate Bishop's mom and. Tony Dalton from uh, Better Call Saul. He's playing, uh, He's I think the guy's name is Trickshot, if I'm not mistaken. He's a Hawkeye. He's the person who trained Hawkeye. So th- there's a lot of Hawkeye origin stuff, and there's a lot of comic book oriented stuff that is that is really, you know, it, it interests me based off of the fact that Kevin Feige seems like he's very dedicated to being very story driven and uh, comic book driven. So that, that it's going to be fascinating to see for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, movie budget money.
1: Yeah and so Nets, you like many fans of the MCU are very skeptical of hawkeye now i know that the absence of mcu content has made you like willing to watch anything are you excited for this hawkeye series um, and or do you, and do you expect after a year of normal marvel continuing will you be still excited for it
3: i am desperate so like i'm not i'm like emotionally like the desperation <laughs> is embedded within me so even right now ace talking about all of it I'm like oh my god it's gonna be so good but honestly here's my thing I have a vendetta against Hawkeye because I think he's useless but Mm -hmm. it's not like not entertaining right Mm -hmm. it's not like anytime Hawkeye comes on screen I have like the nebula reaction who I actually hate if a nebula series (laughs) came out right now I think I'd be like a little annoyed Mm
2: -hmm.
3: but so the whole thing is like, if they're trying, you know, they're shepherding us and we've been talking about this for forever and especially now it feels like forever because this was supposed to start happening last year. Mm-hmm. Now that they're shepherding us into like the newer Avengers and sort of like starting to sunset a lot of the older ones with like, it'll be Spider-Man's last movie. It'll be like Dr. Strange it has like one or two left or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're shepherding us, I will take any connection to the past Even Mm. Hawkeye, does that make sense? Because anything makes it like what I was connected to. I'll be a fan. Mm
2: -hmm. Also,
0: Black Widow showing up in this too. Uh, Florence Pugh's
1: Yelena. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so yeah. The the casting of Florence Pugh and uh, and Haley Steinfeld too. I just like it's great. It's really crazy that the MCU is really just at this point where it's like uh, the two two basically the two people taking over. For Academy Award nominated actors, Scarlett Johansson and Jeremy Renner are two, uh, are Florence Pugh and Hayley Steinfeld, who are both Academy Award nominated actresses in their early 20s. Just like really just like
3: wonderful. That, no. What? I mean, I know you like that, but <laughs> the Marvel, I, I, no, I, that wasn't even meant to be a thing. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like right, yeah. As a person, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, yeah, yeah. appreciate that. But when all of this started, it was a bunch of actors that we didn't know. Like Not
1: that great. Really, only Chris Hemsworth is really the only one who was complete nobody at the beginning of it. I mean. Like, did we
3: know Chris Evans at the level that yeah, we Chris knew? I
1: mean, yeah, Chris Evans, not definitely. now, but he was, he was the Human Torch in the Fantastic Four. Right. <laughs> like, like, he yeah. was oh a, my god, you
3: did not just list that as like
1: his... Uh, that was like a $400
3: but, million dollar like, movie. Back just, in the I'm, day I'm when sorry. we were looking like, for that,
1: Marvel content...
3: He wasn't, you wasn't well, an well,
4: unknown to the level of the Chris Evans No, with. I guess what yeah, I'm trying to say is,
1: yes, I agree that they did have some unknown people. I guess what I would argue is that I don't think that that... I think that that was a thing that happened i don't think that that is essential to the success of especially because it was someone like a Hayley steinfeld or florence pugh they're like have of performances but it's not like they have a ton of performances in their behind their belt that like you're gonna color like i've only sure, seen right. Florence pugh and, like she only has like two movies anyone's seen and Haley mm-hmm. steinfeld was nominated for an oscar when she was like 10 and hasn't really done a ton since then so like it's, it's not two and three
3: i wasn't asking if you think it's critical to their success obviously like it Probably yeah. adds to their success to be able to get names that are already established, and we saw them do that with like Doctor Strange and Benedict mm-hmm. Cumberbatch, was like at the height of his popularity when he was cast for that. I'm saying, do you like it? Like, do you feel more or less connected?
1: I I think it's less about. I'm actually less worried about how successful it's going to make them. Specifically with Florence Pugh, I think the Florence Pugh is just a. I she's just his incredible actress, and so I just think that. So I'm ex. I, I think that especially with a character like Black Widow, which the actual powers are not that interesting, that I think you need someone who's actually really good at acting because the thing that she brings is the drama with the character. That yeah. like That's what I'm excited about, is having people who I can trust are going to elevate the material Because I think that in any sort of superhero movie, even the best written superhero movie, you do need great actors. Because if not, then there always will be a moment where something sounds silly. And that's something that Scarlett Johansson, you know, criticism of her as a person, all you want to make. There are so many, like, she, I think, did really well as Black Widow because she was able to sell all the stuff about the red in her ledger well. And so beyond, I use Academy Award nominated as like a quote-unquote proof of them being good at acting. But I'm just more happy that I know that they're casting good actors. Um, and not you know, I, I feel in safe hands knowing that like they clearly care about the pedigree of actor that they're casting. Um, uh, it was,
3: and it, yeah, is also Academy Award nominated, so feels like a low bar. What is it? they like it won an Academy Award, it? didn't it?
1: What Can you hear me? Oh, I actually didn't hear you. I
3: oh, I said Suicide Squad,
1: you won for makeup, which the makeup <laughs> was really good, so I'm not gonna.
3: It doesn't matter. You say Academy Award. That's true. Anyway. Suicide
0: Squad, a future podcast on this network. It's happening.
1: Anyway, just going to quickly give give myself a little room, because we're talking about Hawkeye, to throw in a heaven don't don't have a name drop. Heaven don't have a name. And there we go. Uh, All right, next series. uh, I am Brute. Um... AC, give us a little bit about this because I honestly not sure what this is. <laughs> no, I mean it's just
0: a sh- it's a short, really. Like ah. it's Groot interacting with other characters in like very short time and short spaces. Um, I don't think it's gonna be anything like super. Is it live action or is it animated? Like, I believe it's live action. Oh, it apparently.
4: Oh, that'd be cool if it's live that's action. What, that's what I mean. That's
0: what based off of what I read. They didn't really specify it, but that's based off of what I read since they didn't mention it specifically. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, it's,
1: it's the series of shorts. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: sure. So, yeah, so, like, uh, I mean, it'll probably be, like, a cool thing, like, they—basically how they're now premiering this uh, Legend series a week uh, before WandaVision comes out on Disney+. Plus. Maybe this will be something, like, to hold us over in between one of the shows whenever that comes out. But, yeah, I think it'll be one of those cute things that we could do, uh, do memes and gifs on.
1: Wonderful. All right, so next is What If— Uh, series that I know you've been talking about forever AC it's something that like to be frank I think I just have a hard time wrapping my head around because it's Mm. such a comics based thing but explain just briefly um, what what if is you don't have to go into the examples but just like because I know what the thing that they do in comics like what is a what if
0: so what if it's just basically like there's been plenty of iterations of things like Marvel zombies. There was a there was a story like what if a zombie apocalypse happened in the Marvel Universe? Um, what if Deadpool killed the Marvel Universe? Uh, there's been stories along those lines. And I think uh, what they're doing in an animated fashion are visiting some of those stories. Like just for one brief example, one that I'm re- very intrigued in. What if um peggy, peggy carter what if she gets takes the super soldier serum and uh steve rogers stays you know regular and peggy is the hero she's uh it, she she's very uh badass in the trailer so that'll be fun uh i think we saw the zombie thing with uh, a captain america zombie going up against bucky that should be fun um, yeah, so I think those revisit uh, interesting storylines. I
4: think the other thing we saw was T'Challa was Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. That, and, one, uh, that one was my favorite part. Like, I think the what-if was very cool in seeing the, all the alternate things, but, like, I mean, it was an obvious play for the heartstrings, all things considered, but, like, yeah. that was such a sweet moment. Like, mm-hmm. I, when I saw that, I was just like, oh... Uh, I don't know that I'm emotionally
1: ready to watch something yeah. like that. because it is worth noting yeah, that what if is Chadwick Boseman's last performance as Ketella. right? He did record the voice for it before he passed. Yes. yeah. So
0: yes, yeah. They pretty much I think they got pretty much everybody mm-hmm. from uh from the movies to do their voices. So and and that, they got
1: King of narration Jeffrey Wright who yes. is narrating it. Oh, which just gives he, it was, which he is the just watcher. Gives it that just gives it such a like. It's, Before, but it's at that like point. A, exactly, it's like a silly cartoon. And it's like, oh, but it's never by Jeffrey Wright. Okay, this is serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it <laughs> uh, should
0: be, it should be fun. It's coming out in the summer, so that that should be fun as um as uh we see what happens um right after our uh, Shong Shi. Yes. Uh, mm.
1: So Nitz, what would be something that, like? I, I don't know uh, if this is putting you on the spot, but like, what's a what if that you would be interested in seeing? Um, that would like would if it is season two, and if they're listening, and if they want to wire money to your account. Um,
3: I, so I didn't watch the trailer, but it just sounds like what it's, I mean, I think I got the gist from yeah. you guys. Putting me on the spot, ooh, ooh, I'm not going what oh. if, um, just mm-hmm. throwing it out there, mm-hmm. this is gonna be a bad one, just personally speaking, what if Captain America died at the end of Endgame instead of Tony? Mm-hmm. But what if? This is not a good one. This is a personal, selfish oh, one that was not That was not meant to be anything crazy. But oh, what if okay. Iron Man got to not die?
1: I think that that is a fair what if. I think that that's kind of the story yeah. um, That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Jerome, anything that comes to mind for you? Uh,
4: what if the Hulk didn't have performative choose? That's yeah. just it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just
2: what, if, what What implement. if the Hulk
4: was just you know the Hulk,
2: mm-hmm. and I
4: could get the Hulk back?
1: That's all. Yeah. But I think we might
4: get that with yeah, something think, that yeah. we're gonna mention later. So yeah.
1: yeah. All right. Um. Now. Uh, after that. Uh. This. These two kind of go hand in hand. We got announcements for no. Just announcements. Series Ironheart and Armor Wars, um, which are both like go deep into the Iron Man comics. Ironheart. I forget. What's do. You, uh. What's the name of the character again? I apologize. Uh,
0: Riri Riri Williams. So Riri Williams, uh, young girl. Uh, in the comic books, she's trained by Tony Stark. Obviously, that doesn't happen here. Um, Tony Stark's AI, actually, because Tony Stark went into a coma in the comic books after uh, being defeated in Civil War Two by Captain Marvel's team. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, again, I love the face. You went 0 2. Sorry, my face
3: is really animated. Yeah,
0: yeah, he did. He go, he went 0 2. He got his he got his ass whooped. And uh, yeah, so so Riri Williams explores her her genius, her intellect as she builds a suit of armor. And as a teenager, um, that'll be interesting to see for sure. Um, she has a very tragic history with um, just a lot of people in her family getting killed. It's just like it's very depressing. So I don't know how much they're gonna get into that, but I'm um, I'm intrigued because I I have a I have a I have a a good feeling about the character i like that character very much he's very intelligent very strong very powerful yeah. in her own way so that'll be interesting to see armor wars um don Cheadle is back as a war machine this is his series and um, it will be going into a comic book uh uh storyline that what happens if a villain steals iron man's armor and iron man's tech mm-hmm. so that will be you what mean do we get about. justin Hammer? Yeah, that's the heavy rumor, that Justin Hammer will be back and That'd he'll be, so be involved dope. in it. Uh, S- let's ask 10, a question, yeah. though, that Sorry, we didn't hear. Nets, what, were Nets, what was the
2: question? No, I didn't ask a
3: real question. Oh. <laughs> I made a joke. You were like, what happens <laughs> if a villain gets Iron Man's, and and I like, so Iron Man's tech and armor? And I was like, so you mean Iron Man 2 and 3? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'm really fascinated, though, because I think Ironheart, yeah. we don't know a ton about yet. But I'm really fascinated with Armor Wars, particularly because I know that, like, villain other weapons companies are a huge part of iron man's comics yep. and obviously most of the time it's actually iron man fighting them but i'm really fascinated to see how they couple but i don't know I, I think it's just an interesting way of getting into it by tony stark dying gives a natural place a natural explanation of how someone could get their hands on the iron man stuff right that like because right. it's you could very cl- easily write it as because tony stark died x person got his armor and i would love to see justin hammer back because i love justin hammer i think sam rockwell is great and i would love to be able to see him in something other than iron man too honestly um (laughs) and um i'm really excited about that also because i think that don Cheadle is uh you know deserves i think he deserves his own thing because he's really great and uh yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah uh jerome going to you first um how did you feel about if you have any thoughts on either of these series um and what you'd like to see in them
4: um, but really, my only thought was just I hope to see Justin Hammer back. All right. And this.
3: Um Any connection to Iron Man, I'll take. Like, you know, he really was my favorite storyline.
0: So. Yeah. Could see Iron Man's daughter in the future. So yeah. that's... Yeah, exactly. That's a yes. that
3: to thing too. So, like, no more. Right? Because, like, that stuff hurts, and I just rewatched Endgame. And, yeah, I'm a little bit emotional right now, but also I...
2: Mm. <laughs> this
3: is so embarrassing to admit. I cried, like I'm talking, you know, like a really like emotion, just like mm-hmm. a maybe not like a cathartic.
4: Everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like
3: everything's like crashing type cry mm. at the end of Endgame recently. So like I wouldn't necessarily want to revisit like Pepper Potts or his daughter. I think that that's tied to like Endgame mm. and like that very sad moment. But mm. his legacy carrying on through like either Iron Heart or like you know little connections here and there mm. with Justin Hammer mm mm-hmm. oh, does that make sense
1: of course yeah, yeah, yeah. i hear you I for sure. so. yeah.
3: and also i think that i think one
1: i i think that the, i don't i don't want them to overdo the like i don't think every single superhero's son or daughter needs to become a superhero i know that's what it's like in the comics but like i don't need morgan to become a superhero anytime soon also she's five right now and yeah. so like even Some people could be Marcus Jordan, like we don't exactly. need to exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know what? And that was it. Was good for it was good for UCF to sell those tickets. Um, so, uh, anyway, yeah, sure. uh, yeah, great reference. Um, but Wait, so what's
3: the child count right now in terms of people becoming superheroes.
1: No, I'm saying that because in the comics, I know that that's Jeez. always a- no. But, but that's,
3: I'm I about
0: mean, no. Nah, but this is actually asking. So, I mean, so we got Vi- Vision and Wanda's two kids. That's yeah. that's one thing. We got Cassie Lang. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? We got Kate Bishop. Mm-hmm. Um, not anybody's kid, but she's you know essentially like next that. Generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next generation. America Chavez, who's her own thing. We'll see. We'll see more about her later. And um, I think that's I it for the time being. A oh, Fantastic Four. That per- that you know it. It really uh, depends on what type of story they're going for. Are they going to advance it in the future and we see Reed Richards' uh, son? If so then that that's something to watch
1: for. I guess right. No, I guess my, my point is not so much that they're doing it now. It's just that like I it, it's something that like anytime I ever hear anyone talk about the comics, it's always like, and then this person's son did this is like, come on. Like not I mean, not everyone, you know, like yeah, there are a lot of fam- there are a lot of uh there are, like, 60 NBA players right now who are, like, sons of former NBA players, but most of them aren't. Anyway, um, so – No, keep- I
3: agree. I agree with you. Literally listening to AC List, all of that, I was like, fuck these kids.
1: Also, <laughs> this, also, Disney is – we talked about how much shit they oh, – Another famous Jordan. how much money they're going to make. They're, I don't know if they have enough money in the world in order to get uh, Gwyneth Paltrow to act again. I <laughs> Like, I just don't think she'd ever come back. They could get her to act again. She just wouldn't know she was in it. That's true. Right. right um god like shouts to her candles anyway um uh so she hulk we know we knew that was coming but something that ac speculated about yes. that is a crossover with one matthew murdoch played once again by charlie charlie cox um i know You're that lawyers right i were both right? yes we were both excited about this because we both like daredevil season one and three um and you asked on a poll do you want them to start fresh or continue going? And I know that it was close, but it was continue going was the answer we got, right? Yeah, yeah, it was
0: continue going. And I think, so obviously you guys, if you want to go back and check what we did with Mariano over season three of Daredevil, I think it was, it ended in such a way that the story ended kind of open-ended. You can you can yeah. go on with the story yeah. or you can start something new mm-hmm. and fresh, which I think it was a cool way to end the show because you can kind of transition here. And I think the first thing that we'll see uh, Charlie Cox in is, I'm assuming She-Hulk, because I don't know. No, She-Hulk is 2022. So, no, never mind. We're going to see Charlie Cox in Spider-Man 3. Mm -hmm. So, Spider-Man 3 is in December of next year. Um, That'll be fun. I'm going to assume that he is Peter Parker's lawyer, uh, because Peter obviously gets into a little hairy situation at the end of Far From Home. But, you know, in in terms of She-Hulk, I think there are a lot of fun things with that um, Mark Ruffalo showing up as the Hulk. Uh, Tatiana Maslani is playing uh Jennifer Walters, so mm-hmm. that should be fun. Shots to Canada, see her. Yeah, man, that's uh, that's um, that's really cool that she's gonna be a lawyer in this and then her dealing with the powers, and then her cousin uh, coming through probably trying to usher and teach her mm-hmm. um, how to deal with uh, deal with her powers. She's another really strong, not only strong because of the powers but very strong personality, mm-hmm. very confident. So that, I'm very curious to see that. And also the rumor has been that uh, General Ross will eventually become the Red Hulk. So that is something to look out for as well mm-hmm. in that series. So uh,
1: yeah, and there's a lot so of good stuff there. Yeah, but I need so you to
3: yeah. Over it. I have a question about She-Hulk, but I need okay. you to
1: know it. All right.
0: I think I filled in the details there for you.
3: No, is there a synopsis? I have no idea what this is about. Is this like a woman? You can unboss Nova it now.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a, you know, basically she's a woman Hulk. She's uh, Bruce Banner's cousin. So mm-hmm. This is Bruce yeah. Banner's cousin yeah. as a mm-hmm. lawyer um, in New York. So that's basically the story. And eventually, uh, one key to her you know, we'll see is she how it doesn't happens. change.
4: She she basically is like a Professor Hulk situation. She always stays green. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah she's always green after she gets her power. So um, if, that'll yeah. be something to watch. Well, what's that?
3: How does she get her powers in the same way as Hulk did?
0: Um, I don't I think, think it, depends, it was the right? same ex-
1: I think it depends, because I, I, well, I remember you mentioned once that one of the origins is that she gets a blood transfusion from him, but that it's feels like a blood transfusion, so
0: I don't know if they're going to do it exactly the same way. It, they may have, may have that tied to something else going on, because, again, like I mentioned, General Ross is going to be the Red Hulk, too, mm-hmm. so maybe there's something in connection with that, but... But yeah, that's essentially the uh, synopsis there. So she, you know, like uh, Kevin Feige said, since it's a courtroom drama, you never know what uh, Marvel characters will show up. Man, so that would lead to you to believe that. Be
1: and if they can get some. Like, I don't care if even the special effects look good. If they gave me a couple great, like, monologues from The Stand, stuff like that, and some good closing arguments, man, uh, that's what's great about it. Anyway. Oh, yeah.
4: I'm in for Hawkeye returning to this just due to overdue parking tickets because that guy can't do shit anyway to get around.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, hell yeah, that'd be great. Um, but I, I, on the subject of Daredevil, I don't want them to start over for a couple reasons. One, because, like, if he's not going to have his own stuff, why would we bother? Um, yeah. And also, I think the thing, too, is that his two biggest, most famous villains, uh, Wilson Fisk and uh, – Wilson Fisk is still alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bullseye just basically got created. Like, yes. he gets fit. Yeah. So, like, it's not like there's anything they need to undo. The only thing I don't want them to do, and this is something I've well established, is I just – I can watch as many people in spandex run around as much as possible. I can't – Respect myself if I watch something that has a character named Foggy in it. So I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like just, you don't have to bring back Foggy. Shout out uh, to
2: Foggy. Foggy uh, definitely Jonathan, coming
1: back in the process.
2: Am, I'm not kidding. I'm there not kidding. I mean, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, right.
1: also, yeah. So listen back to our Daredevil podcast, where I mm-hmm. believe, if I remember correctly, that's where I said the most problematic thing I've ever seen this podcast. But anyway, oh you know yes, what I remember. You remember. You remember. You yes, remember. You remember. Too. Oh, it's a problem. Oh man, I really just I need to start cutting things I say out. It really Mother-son is a problem.
0: relationship. No, Mother it, it, that's a, oh, that's uh, right. Uh, yes. Oh,
1: I really need to Memories. Help that one. <laughs> anyway, WandaVision, guys. Nits. I remember you initially when this first was announced, you were not excited about it. And no. now famously no. are so pumped about it. Now I personally am pumped about it because I think it looks really good. And like the general way that like people who are to like hear rumors have talked about it, the rumors like Marvel's got one like that this is really really good Mm. and so how are you feeling about it as someone who's not that excited about those characters to begin with
3: two things so a besides the characters I think in general we've talked about a lot about this and like why I have no comment on Daredevil and stuff is I've not been a fan of the tv universe because I felt like it didn't connect with the cinematic now obviously that's not the (laughs) case moving forward (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, with everything that we've seen so far, even with the characters that I don't like, I was like, this is obviously attached to the cinematic story that I'm personally attached to. So that's great. So that being said, regardless of whether or not I like these characters, I think this moving to a TV show format, I'm now excited for. And B, I just, I want to understand, and sorry if I've missed this somewhere, I want to understand what Vision's deal is. Like, what yeah. is do you guys do we know is this is she creating a new reality
1: is we this- think so okay but it's so, unclear that's why we're yeah, that's the whole i think we, I we think don't, we, don't have, we have no really idea either.
4: yeah
2: so i the, think the whole thing <laughs> is, yeah okay
3: because in my mind every whatever i thought that she was creating a new reality that you know like she was born out of the reality stone not born out of it right but that was the experiments done on her was with the it, reality was, it was
1: the mind stone but yes yes yeah. it was the mind stone which what? created vision. Okay. Yeah, it was the, yeah. The reality stone is the ether and Thor of the Rock world.
3: Right, right, right. I should know this because I literally just rewatched it. Okay, but regardless, she can create new realities.
1: Correct. Yes. Yes. So she can hard. put. She can put. No. She can put realities on the people's heads. So like that's the thing. Like she can manifest so things. Put
3: realities into her own head. Yes, I believe so. Yeah. And
0: that's yeah. like a major, it's a major book. So this is an adaptation of a major book called House of M where all the superheroes are basically get turned into a new reality based off of Wanda after going through some trauma, uh, after having her children taken away from her. Uh, that is that is the story that uh, we'll probably see, not in the same exact version, because it, just for an example, Spider- Spider-Man uh, becomes a wrestler and uh has a has a son in in house of M, and um luke cage has braids. so so that's just 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 oh, the, man, the idea back cool. luke cage the, the, is great oh man
1: make uh, harlem great again, there are right? some there um, are some yeah. jokes that i know that twitter people on twitter could would make that i would enjoy quite a bit but couldn't like uh
0: <laughs> right but nonetheless like i just i just to give like a background this is a setup for everything this is setting up obviously spider-man this is setting up dr strange dr strange will us you know, presumably show up at the end of this. We're introducing Monica Rambeau, who's an important character to Captain Marvel.
3: Okay, hold on, Doctor Strange is showing up at the end of the show?
0: Probably. Allegedly. Allegedly. We so think probably. so, yeah. Allegedly.
3: I'm sorry, <laughs> nobody can see my face. Yo, so, sorry, Doctor Strange started out as like, I hate this guy, and then by the end of Endgame, I was like, oh my god, this is- he's Yeah, he blew up. up, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So, because c- remember, Wanda, it, Wanda will be in Doctor Strange's movie. And it part and the, basically the basis of that movie will be her helping him try and undo whatever she did, which is yeah. what what happens in WandaVision. Yeah. So, so that I'm, be gonna fun. Keep, I'm, I'm gonna keep. I'm looking
1: forward moving, to it because we're we have a lot of stuff to go. Uh, yeah. And so okay, there's gonna be a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, obviously like uh, not the Star Wars holiday special. I'm not. I have nothing, you know, anyone? Nothing?
0: Yeah, I, it's, I mean, basically Gun is
1: James Gunn Gun cool.
4: is, is probably going to just write some I think it's, I think it's all
1: going to be meta and tongue-in-cheek and I think they're going
4: to make some Star Wars people. holiday special jokes, actually oh, Of course, yeah, yeah. I think so, season? too
1: What's up?
3: Is it this holiday season? Yes, I No, 2022
4: oh, well, like, oh. The
1: end yeah. of 2022
4: Yeah,
3: okay Okay. Two?
4: Yeah, the and end of 2022 too. probably Christmas 2022, I believe. Oh, that's a long time away. But yeah, that makes sense because of James, suicide. like where James Gunn is right now. Yeah, because of I mean, uh, Suicide think Squad the Thor,
0: too. The Thor, I can't remember exactly when in 2022 Thor is coming out. I think it's coming out earlier now in 2022 than uh, than prior. Um, but uh, yeah. So what you call it? Uh, yeah, we'll see what they do. It yeah, basically Christmas and comedy. Basically, that's what it's gonna be. It's not yeah, gonna be anything yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, so. The next thing that they announced was, uh, I don't know if they announced anything new about it, but they gave a release date for Captain Marvel Two. Not, it's so far in the future, it doesn't actually matter. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: But hold on, hold on, Captain Marvel Two. A couple things. Uh, Miss Marvel connected to Captain Marvel Two. She'll be in Captain Marvel Two. Monica Rambeau, who shows up in WandaVision, will be in Captain Marvel 2. It'll be a team-up film, another team-up film. And that also will be connected to the Secret Invasion series yes, that involves get, uh, Ben Mendelssohn's Talos and uh, Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury as the Skrulls. Yes. Um, basically, you know, go into the population. And I think we're going to get a bad batch of uh, Skrulls. So it'll be another comic book storyline set up yes. there.
1: Cool. Uh, Yeah, so I was going to bring up Secret Invasion because that we have more – this is kind of confirmed that Nick Fury is getting his own series, which I think is really exciting because the more Sam Jackson has Nick Fury, the better. And I love – I also love Ben Mendelsohn's Talos, too. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, uh, This one just kind of feels like there's so little information about it. But, uh, Jerome, how do you feel about seeing Sam Jackson carrying his own probably, like, six-episode thing? Uh, No, it's going to be chill. I mean, Sam
4: Jackson. So – and I'm kind of more interested in the idea that, like – Secret Invasion is such, like, an important storyline in the Marvel universe, so I'm just excited to see them tackle that, and uh, it's a good thing, like, I think it's one of those things that, being that they're Marvel and they want to tell all the stories, like, they definitely would have needed to tell this at some point, but it would have been really hard to put it in the larger MCU, so it's cool that they're doing it as a one-off. Yeah
1: uh and uh Nets, anything uh jump to mind about uh like just are you, are you excited to see this Cause i think the scroll thing is something that ac in particular was really excited about the whole time very uh, excited But yeah I, I, how do you feel about uh that kind of being introduced as like even if it's in a tv show to start even it, it comes like i assume it will become the largest thing
3: I'm like completely indifferent about the scrolls. So like I, I think they're fine. So I'm more excited about Nick Fury. But like blankets thing I'm excited about anything they introduced minus the holiday yeah. special to be honest with you. So let <laughs> For you sure. Know. Yeah.
2: So I
0: wanna add this I wanna add this little nugget. Okay. So Secret Invasion leads to what uh, eventually shout out to Josiah. I feel um,
3: like he's got something to say, bro. Let him let him speak.
4: Yeah, let, let him let <laughs> nah, him. No, he to ran away. He,
0: he, he was here for a second and he's gone. That's usually how he, he does. Liked, he's oh, kind of he like fast, point. like more than quicksilver, but you know what I'm saying. But nonetheless, um, so Secret Invasion introduces a storyline where the government loses trust in the superheroes in general, and then um, Norman Osborn takes over as a villain um, with his own team of villains that are heroes uh they this the dark avenger storyline so they may do this with general ross and the and the what the team is called is the thunderbolts which um we'll we'll start in black widow we'll see you know that that beginning formation of that so they may go down that same path um in secret invasion so you know it it remains to be seen but uh, that part i'm very curious about
3: i have a question for the panel and tell me i don't know if this is like a personal feeling or what so obviously the the world's been a mess. This isn't new. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like the the mistrust of the population in things that are like inherently good, mm-hmm. such as science, has mm-hmm. been uh, a- actively apparent, and I think in all of our minds over the last mm-hmm. year. Personally, I'm feeling uneasy, and this is again, I'm not like I'm excited for all of it, yeah. but. Watching the end of Spider Man, for example, like the feeling of everyone suddenly mistrusting Peter Parker, rewatching that now mm-hmm. made me like extra uneasy about having mm-hmm. to deal with that in a movie. Because mm-hmm. I'm already I'm sick of people trusting things that probably this is this is a fantasy universe, but like Spider Man yeah, Does that make sense? So like is Secret yeah. Invasion more of that? And do you guys understand that sort of feeling of like not wanting to see the people that we like? Be mistrusted by the public in the fantasy
0: mm-hmm. world. Oh, if they, they go down uh, that road, listen. If they I, go down that road, then you're gonna feel that anxiety because that's what that storyline is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically the government telling Iron Man, like, yo, we don't trust you. Go, go, get out of here. Like, I, we, I, we ain't
1: with you. I think that it's. I think whether or not you want to see that reflected on screen is a personal feeling. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. that Secret of Vision, When was it written? Do you know, AC? Shoot. Sure.
0: I want to say like 2006 or seven. Yeah, I think
1: any, like that. any any especially sci-fi comics and stuff that are so reflective of the moment, and like I think that for better or for worse, I think that like the exact things that you're that are making one easy are the things that they're trying to comment on. That specifically with like a secret invasion. When you say 2006, like that, I. That immediately makes you think, like, clearly there's, I, I haven't read it, I would bet a lot of money, there's a lot of allusions to, like, post-9-11 panic about terrorism, stuff like that in there, of, like, who, because you, because we were convinced that anyone we could be walking on the street was a terrorist, like, that, I think, is echoed there. And oh, yeah, now, amongst
0: the heroes, too. Exactly. And so now, they
1: and so, with, like, Spider-Man, for example, with, like, an InfoWars-type guy telling everyone that you can't, that who this guy is and you can't trust him, I think that... Like I said, whether or not you it makes you more uneasy to see it on screen, is up to you. But I think that kind of a reality about sci-fi storytelling, for as long as it's been in mass entertainment, it kinda is that it will repackage whatever the anxiety of the day is and put it in a hero storyline, so it's not as like yelling at you about it. That it, you know what I mean. And like it, it, whether or not you like that or not is up to you. But I think that like if you go back to old Star Trek, like every Star Trek yeah. is about a social issue, you know um yeah
0: yeah i think that's all i think that's all fair um listen at the end of the day like when it comes to these movies i try and separate um what's happening in general and that's just me you know everybody's different um but i i I can understand how everything that's going on can make you feel a way if, Mm -hmm. if if definitely if your emotions are in tune with what's uh what's happening out there
3: like wanting to escape it in the Marvel films has been generally nice, but needing to deal with like public mistrust right now feels gotcha. like happy, yeah. But
1: mm-hmm. who
3: knows if that? And I right
1: think is. that there's a really I think there's a spectrum. I think the spectrum goes from not necessarily wanting because you want to escape AC's wanting to like just kind of not engaging in it. And then I think that ultimately, like and I, this is not a value judgment anyway. I think that I personally I, a lot of the enjoyment I get out of things. Especially, especially, like for example, The Winter Soldier, I get a lot of enjoyment in thinking about and analyzing how it reflects our actual world. So, I think that, like, I think that there's it's it's a spectrum of how you can take it. And I don't think that they're going to engage in it in such a way that it's going to be impossible to watch without, like, I like the books. The books are, yeah, yeah, I don't think think that they're going to be, I think, yeah, I think that I think that it's going to be, but anyway, I understand your point. I think that that is a very valid point. And I don't think that that's something that's lost on Marvel folks, especially with this. Because there hasn't been anything as consuming as the coronavirus pandemic, ever. In so like, I think that,
2: yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I was That's gonna say like, you can watch Star Wars and make the nerdy ass comparison between the Empire and like Trump, right? Like you can or whatever, and like America, you could do, you can make all these little we comparisons. Were just I, talking I, I do, about I that
2: earlier, <laughs> yeah. but
3: but it doesn't. Nothing I think in the history of at least our lifetimes has screamed in our face as much as the pandemic yeah
2: yeah I yeah I, I think
4: um like we, we should move to the next one but like i would just say sure. to like Nitz's point um all those other examples that were listed were not nearly as tangible as this thing is and i Correct. think that's why it's so difficult yeah. Yeah. to like yeah. put to like even see it in a fictional form
1: yeah. yeah i i i just actually i'm actually wondering too now that you mentioned that, i think that's true is i honestly don't know I think that there, I think also because it's touched so many parts of our lives, I almost don't know how you could tell any story without having some reflection of any story that takes place in our world that without having some reflection. And I think it just depends on how much it is. Cause yeah, I, cause I, cause I think like for example, you talk about like the, the Spider Man thing with mistrust in the media, like there's no, like I, 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 that seems like such a, cause that's actually like such a secondary thing to coronavirus, you know? Cause the actual coronavirus pandemic is one thing and then the mm. mistrust is like a whole second thing. So like I'm wondering how. I don't know, and I think that there's just, I think you're right, I think you'll be able to see it in so many things, and I think that it really is just a question of how they navigate it, because I think you're right, it, who knows how much, or pe- how much are people looking for their reality to be reflected, and how much are they looking for to be escaped, and yeah, um, about,
3: I don't know. I actually, sorry, and then we can go on, but I want to hear what you guys think, is like, do, because obviously a lot of TV shows, for example, are starting to like integrate the pandemic into the storyline even if like on a very light note they'll yeah. be wearing masks or they'll be you know yeah. practicing distancing mm-hmm. sort of, and they'll be doing it as like a sort of like acceptance of this is what the world is now obviously the world's new normal even if their vaccine will be different <laughs> so the question is do we see that starting to be reflected like let's say we're wearing masks well into like 2024 2025 or forever who the fuck knows do we think that we start seeing that reflected in superhero films and do you want that or do you want Superhero films to remain attached to the reality we had before.
0: I don't think so initially, and I only know this because uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when they went back on set, they had to take out a storyline that had apparently there was a pathogen that caused like disease mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and that was going to be the storyline. Mm-hmm. But with the pandemic, they were like, ah, you know what, we got to nix that. So yeah. that came out, <laughs> and um,
2: I don't know so. That. yeah
0: that was Mm -hmm. yeah that was one of the earlier uh things that you know once the pandemic happened they took that out um i know everybody's been wearing masks on the set and they're tested constantly and stuff like that i don't think so initially but um you know i think it really depends on what the world looks like in the next year or so i also
1: i also just want to say there's no even if we should be there's no way we are going to be wearing masks in 2024 2025. and i say we i mean people as a society like even yeah yeah, and
0: i would tend to to agree with jake on that
1: like, unfortunately, like, there's just no way it's going to happen. There's, I would say that the odds of pe- most people wearing masks by the end, by June next year, are slim to none. So I just, this is not, unfortunately. Like, I mean, I all you got to do is just look at about, what's happening be-
0: outside in the yeah. peak. Yeah. And people are just like, like,
1: nah, I'm not doing There's this. a lot of people talking about, like, the new normal that's going to happen even after we have a vaccine. And it's like, I think that things are going to, I think to a bad extent, I think things are going to go back to exactly normal. I think that people are not going to take any more precautions than they did before.
2: I completely I agree staying with
3: you. At home.
1: Yeah. And, I and I don't blame you not one bit. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah. the thing that's coming out is Miss Marvel, really exciting. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's uh a disciple of Captain Marvel. Yes. Um so brief overview AC because we're running long. What's her deal? Uh what's her powers?
0: Uh Kamala Khan, um she eventually gets uh powers that basically she's a polymorph. So in other words, she could stretchy stretchy. She got the stretchy arms um uh, she can make her hands, like, really, really huge and uh, beat the crap out of people. She's a great character um, to use in the Avengers video game. Um, but nonetheless, like, she's a bubbly, super positive personality. And and she she idolizes the Avengers. She idolizes Captain Marvel. And I think it'll be cool to see her uh, come into her own there. And it's kind of like the really, like, you know, energetic... And to to the point I made just earlier, a positive thing that I think people will really love, and I, and I think it's it's something for kids, especially uh, girls too. Um, she's that type of uh, in a way inspirational figure in the book, so like it'll cool it'll be cool to see her um, mm. get a chance, and it's a newcomer too um, that's playing her. So th- so just for just for that fact in. Just that it's like a, it's a brand fresh new storyline, mm-hmm. and um, I'm also looking forward to see if the Inhumans get involved at some point uh down the road because and, that's and it, part of it. I
1: do want to note that I think a big thing too is that, and I this yes. is uh, I think it's well reported on, but that it, she's a Muslim American, yes, uh, and is uh, I think that that's you know, and you know, obviously, guys can't, I can't matters. speak on that, but also, I think just like the different stories you get at, and also. Uh, famously lives in Jersey City, New Jersey, which was once the home of one Jay Christie. Mm-hmm. So, shouts to that. Um, you know,
3: he's
1: from uh, New Jersey. Well, Jersey City, New Jersey, but yes. Uh, so, like, you know, just barely. But uh, I just, I don't yeah, know. Um, uh anything? Other thoughts about Miss Marvel? Um, I think that's gonna be really good, and fun, and positive. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh,
3: I love it. Um, I think you know the pessimist in me. And I'm really trying to not be pessimistic, but you know, everyone was like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> how do I say this? How do I say this politely? I think it's amazing when we put um women superheroes in a mm-hmm. highlighted spot. I think the the angry. Huh, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to be like politics, but no, the but- like, And it feels everything. Everything just feels tied into you know no. like reality yeah. at this point. But for example, like at the end of. Endgame or, and Infinity War when they had all the women fight together, and she's like, yeah. she's not alone, and I'm like, you gave these women maybe 10 lines throughout the movie, yeah. not 50 mm-hmm. women empowerment right now, like, you mm-hmm. didn't actually have lines. However, yeah. I'm a 27-year-old woman. Is a 5-year-old and a 10-year-old girl seeing this and, like, feeling inspired and, like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna dress up as her for Halloween? Yeah, so th- those are my thoughts, is that adult me is, like, angry because are you paying them fairly, and are you paying them the same as the male post? Mm-hmm. And, yes, uh, yeah. I'm ready to go. No, that's a fair point. And if you're not, then, like, at least there's the aspect of it that, like, on the performative level, this means a lot to young girls growing up who need to see a superhero. So,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. And
4: you just hope the reaction to this is much better than her actual predecessor in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, we, we just went through this
2: so
1: yeah. i really yeah. I, the, I i you know, i you're the one thing when they first announced it i talked about i am very very happy about it but i cannot imagine a person who i'm more scared for in the world not because she's uh, going to be very rich and successful actress but a 16 year old pakistani american girl is now going to be like have the target of comic book nerds on her and i'm not that she's happy about that yeah yeah, yeah. I, honestly, I
3: don't know like i didn't catch up on everything like i'm well, if you're listening to this and you're a trash fan that's gonna come at this woman for being a woman, I I I swear. I
1: I, I like to think we built a fan base that doesn't do that, but I agree. Yeah, Yeah. for the most part, we're pretty good. that's
3: gonna say it, yeah, if you are six degrees of connection. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just don't
1: harass people. Uh, Speaking of not harassing people, this is actually not true. This is the bad segue. Moon Knight. um, Oh, boy. uh, Did the the casting of that (laughs) ever get confirmed or no? Uh,
0: Um so basically it's all assumed that oscar isaac is is uh playing moon knight um
4: nice
1: <laughs> He's dancing. He's stuff. He's nice and Which um is basically oscar, this... oscar isaac rules <laughs>
4: yeah. she's so, recreating yeah, his dance in great, day's ex machina like right now is what she's doing at the moment yeah.
3: i've never seen <laughs> so it but i'm it's... gonna say yes yeah. So,
0: so yeah. Just to give a background, and I and I, I got to be honest with you, I don't know a lot about Moon Knight myself. That's another one that I gotta. Moon Knight basically Marvel on, Batman. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. but the difference between him, like Moon Knight, is legitimately psychotic. Legitimately, oh, yeah, I, like he has a dissociative personality.
4: um holding her finger it, up. very like, really
1: psychotic.
3: Hold on, no, the psychotic part doesn't bother me because yeah. Moon. Yeah, what's I'm up? Thinking, right. So you said Marvel Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before is you go it... further, explain the connection to me, because I hate Batman. So in what ways is he like Batman and in what ways is he better? I, I, no, I, don't I know mean specifically just like a, he's a vigilante. Kind of
0: vigilante. He's a vigilante, and I really do think that the that the uh, similarities end there. Um okay. I Moon Knight is a completely different it's a different dude like it's basically dude to say is,
4: just like the counterpart like in marvel's universe their batman type character is moon knight not that yeah like, because like he, basically batman. the yeah. get up is a little like yeah. you
0: know wears a mask and it's uh you know it's does a he little, have powers? very heavy in the get up he has a cape wait what was that you said does he have powers he doesn't um have- Kind of, there's like a super strength thing going on, and just some, uh, just some other basic stuff that I, I again, I still have to, I have to get uh, accustomed to the character get and, the uh, and read Matthew some of his.
3: Superhero. books. got it.
0: But yeah, yeah, he's he's crazy. He's legitimately crazy, and I think there's gonna be an Oscar Isaac in that role. Should be really, really fun. Um, mm-hmm. I, to see him, kind of, you know exhume that type of personality is going to be really fascinating mm-hmm. to see and you know that further yeah. connection will be something uh, to mm-hmm.
1: to go into going further yep uh any thoughts or can I move on because still nah, still we don't have a lot of alright Blade Blade baby Mahershala Ali is Blade hell yeah I have you know dope um I watched the Blade movies for the first time this year honestly not that good uh <laughs> they're not that good uh and so I'm excited to see them be good um I just love how Mershall at least seems to have by all accounts just willed this into existence. They weren't gonna made it make a blade movie, yeah. but then he wanted to meet with Kevin Feige and was just like he apparently I just said and just said blade. Boom. I just right. want to play blade. Yeah, that's fair. That's
0: it. And he got in and he got the spot. Shout out to my Herschel man.
4: Yeah, so, so, so he yeah, pulled yeah, the old like I'll come back to Cleveland.
3: Out. What'd you but, say?
4: I'll come back to Cleveland, trade Andrew Wiggins, and they mm-hmm. just do it. Like, they just do what you say yeah. at that point, right? Okay. That's
0: basically what you did. It was a mic drop. He came in and said, listen, listen, I want to play Blade. And they're like, yeah, yeah. of course.
1: And personally, gonna, I, love, I love vampires as villains, so I'm really excited
4: for that. I think vampires so are So you're dumb. really pumped about Morbius is what we're saying. No,
1: because he's the hero in that. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> also, my hatred of Jared Leto far outweighs how much I like vampires as villains. <laughs> there you go. Uh, what right. were we going to say, Nitzel?
3: Oh nothing. I was just gonna say, yeah, big shout out, big horny on main, shout out. I will watch the hell out of that movie. That's all oh. I was saying. Oh, shout I mean, to me. Yeah, 20, yeah that thing, and, and 20 that's 20 another
0: 20 thing that we don't have a lot of details on yet. So that we just know that you it's has everything you
3: out in need to go watch it.
4: Like you literally yeah. don't need any other. No, Mahershala no, Ali sure. I was is playing Blade. On only
3: only detail I needed. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> now that we've got that.
1: Shout to Mahershala. Is <laughs> there a script? No, no. Yeah.
3: Is it just uh, like, uh, what's his name? Oh my God, I was going to drop a joke and then I totally forgot his name. <gasps> the dude, f- oh my God. Give me wow, any this? Uh, Gronk, not Gronk. Gronk is from Empire. Rob Empire- Brunch- no, oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking this hard. The rock guy from Ragnarok. Korg.
4: Oh, oh, Korg. Korg. Korg? Yeah, yeah. If like Korg oh, was going to show up. If. what happened? Yeah, I mean, a good scene, like, job whole- on like, getting Korg out of your system entirely that you don't remember. Like, after all that I we've done to traumatize,
1: you no, love Korg. Well, also, it, it's Jerome, Jerome, don't be stupid. She doesn't listen to the podcast. She's not on. So don't... <laughs> don't
3: yes, yes, I am on. That's, that's true. <laughs> Fair well, enough, yeah, right but right. You're
1: there for them. No, because Jerome is like, because we talk about Korg all the time, but it's like, she doesn't know that. Uh, so anyway. Not at
2: at at all. All.
1: So yeah, shouts oh. to Blade. Um, all right, Black Panther 2, they announced officially that they're not going to recast yeah. the uh, role which I think we all knew. Yeah. Because um, they, it, it, and I don't want to say they couldn't, because like I don't want to imply that. Like I believe Kevin Feige when he says that he had no intentions of ever recasting it. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think that, um, you know, I think because Chadwick's so special to so many of the viewers that like he is inextricable from that character, and I think that the audience is going to go along with whatever they have to do in order to keep the franchise going. Like it's not like like I don't think there's going to be anyone who's going to not. There might be some, but like I think that people are going to be rooting for the series because of what Chadwick brought to it, and because they love the first one. That I think that they they have the confidence to not have to scramble and uh, to recast or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's uh, would have
3: lost a lot of fans. I personally don't. I think if it was important to the plot line, I maybe would have sat through it or I would have googled it. I don't think. I can't watch. I can't rewatch Black Panther at this point. Mm. Like, I haven't
0: been. I honestly haven't been able to. Um, I will eventually, but I haven't been able to. It just like I don't know. It's just like it. It it hit me different.
3: Right. So like, imagine now we're having this sort of visceral reaction, and I don't think that we're unique. I think a lot of people have not been able to rewatch it. I think if Marvel were to recast. Chadwick Boseman they would have lost the diehards and they would have lost the casuals that really only came in during black because black Panther I remember that being a moment it was right yeah, before yeah, the for sure. of the War, <laughs> and a lot of people came into the fandom during that time and if they were to recast they would have lost a lot of casuals as well so like there's just no point
1: it yeah. also was by far the most critically acclaimed when they did And not that that matters that much but I guess what I'm saying is like it definitely has a place in the Marvel Universe as like the first movie that felt like they hit it on all cylinders for everyone not just ca- casuals diehards everyone involved and yeah. i think that there's just um yeah there's just so much uh goodwill built up also
4: uh, if you just, just look at the whole lineup of what we're like we're like we're t- we've been talking about this now for nearly an hour like just what's coming up like marvel is not trying to like they don't necessarily need to hold on to any older material like they no. can, they have plenty to dive into um i I think obviously this is not the circumstance that you ever want to move on from a character but ultimately when it comes to a lot of these characters like they're all gonna have some Mm -hmm. level of um like they're just gonna have like for their character just yeah an arc that ends at some point like that's just like what it's gonna be so Mm -hmm. yeah um
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so all right next doctor strange and the multiverse of madness uh Huge they film. announced, yeah. You, you mentioned earlier they announced America Chavez. Um, who else is it going to be in this? Uh, that I don't um, know. I will so know soon.
0: basically, the main cast from the first film is back. Everybody's back. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams surprisingly,
1: she's back too. If they, I swear to god, if they don't give her more to do in this one than they did in the first one, I'm gonna, sure. gonna protest out of Kevin Feige's house.
3: I'm literally the opposite of you. If they give her more in this one than the last one, I'm gonna riot.
1: Oh, that's fine. So we'll have we'll a of opposing riots, and it'll yeah. be like Antiva versus Proud Boys. I'm not gonna say who's who, but uh... <laughs> I
3: mean, one of us it's is a... in Florida, and one yeah. of us isn't. Yes, yeah, um, I I
0: back up. I would the just part. I would just like to add um I would just like to add that this movie yeah this movie is gonna be huge because it's the culmination of WandaVision and Spider Man three. Um... <laughs> And so, like, basically, Doctor Strange is going to, you know, basically in his in his element uh, and they classify this as a horror film. So, you know, I want to see how that element is um, is introduced. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a yeah, horror film. It's,
1: either Nitz is I think Nitz, your face either shows that you don't believe that it's actually gonna be a horror film, which I think is fair, or that you're like are, or do not do well with horror films. Which one is it?
3: I'm afraid of the dark, and yeah, I just recently started being able to put all the lights <laughs> off. So, like for me, not ideal maybe, but I'm assuming that it's not actually horror. It's yeah. not saw levels, right? But- yeah,
0: nah, not like no, rated R, R stuff.
3: But
2: too. Like, I think he, this is legitimately scary.
3: Well, Sam I mean, Rumi considering who,
4: right? Like you, you're looking more toward like Evil Dead, which isn't like that kind of horror.
1: It like, I, I, I say, yeah, I would actually say almost – I would almost lean more towards something like an army of darkness. Yeah, which that's fair. Is like, yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is horror – has horror elements, but oh, it's – Oh, cute you guys think I get these
3: references? I know you don't get it's it. All, no, no, get no, it's it. – but, like, just – No, my, my point it, yeah. is that,
1: like, Sam Raimi has the really good ability of having horror elements in a fun story where the fun – Spider-Man
4: 2.
1: The fun is able to – Keep along people who are not horror people. I think is the way that I would. say.
4: Wait, expect. you never saw Spider-Man 2? It's like the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Sorry.
3: I cannot remember it at this point. It's been. Spider-Man two
4: is actually really good. Yeah, not it's
3: not to be watching. I know you're not but like a little
4: bit but... like even like if you just look at the Doctor Octopus scene where his claws like come yeah, to a scene. But like I think that's kind of where you're leaning toward in terms of like that. Those are essentially like horror like elements, um, in a very Sam Raimi style that I think could be incorporated. Although. Being that it's Doctor Strange, it'll be uh, more fantastic. The floor
1: recognizes Mister Canton, who has his finger up.
4: Yeah. Uh,
0: so I just want, I just want to like be, before Jake. I hope he segues since we started mentioning this stuff. Hi, buddy. Um, the so the, the the Doctor Strange thing. So one of the things that I'm really 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 excited for is uh Mordo coming back. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and you're not ready to talk about that yet. Yeah,
0: he's Who's Yeah, he's, yeah he, he 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 wants to have his own uh, Marvel yeah, takes. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But um i totally yeah, agree. nonetheless like Mordo coming back, I'm really really happy for <laughs> because I thought in Doctor Strange, one of the most underrated things was Mordo's turn in the movie. Uh, the whole Ancient One thing and not believing in her I- ideology, well, I think was really, really cool. And I think exploring Mordo as a villain and, you know, in his perspective, uh, well, how he plays into this story is going to be really, really fun. I'm really excited for him to return and, and uh, mess shit up, you know? Yeah.
3: Also, getting to see Doctor Strange in his prime, like, because mm-hmm. I think... You know, we talked about Doctor Strange a bunch and people feel about it one way or another. I think at the first time I watched it, I really didn't like it. I felt like it wasn't mm-hmm. a Marvel film. The more I've rewatched it, the more I've changed my mind. But it's still absolutely not my favorite. And then we mentioned at the, the beginning, after Infinity War and Endgame, I was like, damn, Doctor Strange is one of the coolest superheroes mm-hmm. of the cast. But we haven't seen him in his prime in a solo mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, true. That yeah.
0: So that's like another part. So we get to see her uh her powers again mm-hmm. and them combined could be you know really, really explosive together. Yes. So, to be fun.
1: So of team ups. The next thing that they there's a trailer for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um just some great stuff all around. Um I'm excited for this show. Uh they still they've kept a lot of the stuff close to the vest. You really don't know what's going on in it. But um any thoughts about the new trailer?
0: Legacy of Captain America um mm-hmm. that's really what this is. Um, this is uh Sam initially having to probably give up the shield at the start of the at the start of the show and them introducing. US agent who is the government's captain America that they want to have a new one. Mm-hmm. yeah
3: Wait so we're, we're getting a government superhero.
0: We're getting a government... Yeah, it's a government dude Assuming who's... Assuming
3: eventually becomes a bad guy.
0: Yeah, eventually. So, like, he's going to be at odds with them at the start. And I think eventually... And this was also announced. This wasn't announced officially by Marvel, but they're doing a Nomad series. Nomad is what Captain America and the comic books became for a time. Um, this was inspired in the movies by Chris Evans' uh, bearded cap in Infinity War. So... It would have been cool to see if they decided to do the Nomad story as Captain America between what he was doing after Civil War before, you know, leading up to Infinity War. But what I think they're going to end up doing is whatever happens to U.S. agent here, uh, played by Wyatt Russell. Um, Whatever happens in this show will lead to what he's going to do because I'm sure he'll probably be disillusioned with whatever the government has planned with him, and then he'll eventually work with Sam and Bucky. Okay. Sam will eventually get the shield, and Falcon will be the new Captain America. As dis- That's
3: dis- my prediction. I, am. But yeah, they're they're on. Not- I have a mean no. thing to say, and you need a boss in over this as well. Okay.
1: You're right. Yeah. You were mentioning about the super soldier thing, AC.
0: Yeah. What I was going to say was the super soldier serum is, um, you know, one of the alleged plot points is that Sam is offered by the government. You can have the shield. You can be Cap if you want to. But take the super soldier serum. And he's like, "Eh, yeah, nah, I'm good. So he gives up the shield. So that's, uh, you know, essentially the premise. And he and Bucky are out there you know, doing their team up, I hate you, I can't stand you, but we're, you know, end up being really cool friends. So that's mm-hmm. basically what the basis of the show is. We got Zemo coming back, we got Agent uh, 13 coming back. Um, it should be really fun to see how this ground element of the MCU continues, and, you know, we'll see how this connects going further with uh, Black Widow and some of the stuff that they're going to do mm-hmm. further on the other side of things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? I, I think I was excited to see that, because I'll be honest too, I think I've been probably least excited for this show of all of them, which is a crazy thing to say. I've made no less excited for Hawkeye, just because it feels pretty, it hasn't, nothing Nothing about the style of it has caught my eye in the way that the other ones have, where like, it feels pretty straightforward, like a straightforward like a, action thriller, but the thing I was excited to see is, I think that of all, like, the Marvel people, I think Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie have some of the best chemistry off screen. and yes. I think there, there's a scene in, like, the tra- at the end of the trailer where they're bantering, and I'm like, that's the stuff. I, I want there to be some of that element where, like—because they- even though they're both friends of Captain America, they themselves, in what we've seen, don't have a ton of on-screen time together. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see how the characters blend, because that's really—the show is going to make or break based on how Captain— A little we gotta, gotta lethal Falcon.
0: weapon vibe yeah. going on. Exactly,
1: the exactly. Their Civil
4: War scene at the back of the car yeah. was, like, one of my favorite moments. Exactly. Like, yeah. could you just move? Mm-hmm. No. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Um, all right. Then, this one, this series, I was not excited for at all. And then the trailer happened. And now I cannot wait. This next one, I don't know. If, no, I don't know. If, you're, you're yeah. No, you're right. Loki. No, I'm just mad <laughs> that you're right. Just say Loki it. looks so fucking good. It's it looks crazy. really fucking good. I was so not excited for him. Like, what are they doing? The character's dead. Why are they running him back? We don't need this. It's like, oh wait, excuse me. Gonna- <laughs> like, time crimes. Nick pulled out a lighter and is waving around in her home, and I think that that's completely appropriate. Owen Wilson <laughs> is playing like a middle manager in like this time. Time
0: variance also, authority. I'm just
1: gonna get to it. One more thing. It is incredibly implied that Loki is literally D.B. Cooper. This show is going to be fucking incredible. <laughs> so-
0: um, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be insane. Um, I initially, I think we talked about it uh, prior when we talked about this show, that it wasn't going to be anything special. But they're introducing Kang the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors, who is a huge part of things going forward as term in terms of the villain aspect of things. He is not a one-off. He will be showing up we'll get to it a little bit later but um his introduction and uh loki obviously how loki stuff interferes with not only time but reality affects doctor Mm. strange and things that's going on with that so just the comedic aspect of, of of tom hiddleston should be fun and just the general weirdness of the show should be very very interesting so i'm excited for it
4: yeah. I, okay so respectfully ac like i i don't know anything about kang and even like because you've been mentioning him before and how important he is and that's good but if this trailer wasn't fun i still wouldn't care like so i think to me like it's like it's a fact that this is this looks yeah. actually really fun yeah. and it doesn't matter yeah. who the characters are yeah and, like like you took what i and like, I'm still sitting on it right now until, like, I actually watch it. Like, I, I know it's going to be good, but, like, a played-out character in Loki. Yeah. And the fact that, like, it like you're putting him in this situation and he looks fun in this situation mm-hmm. is great. Like, I was thinking about it as we were kind of reliving the excitement with the letter and everything. There is... And there is an energy about it that feels very Umbrella Academy Season 2 to me. Yes. And And yeah, I think I agree. there's something about that like yeah i I didn't think about it until this moment here but i was like kind of replaying in my head and i'm like just the pace and the energy and of course just like a lot of just the aesthetic to it it looks super fun and and it needs to be that for me to be really hyped about it because i don't care really how much it connects back like it of course it's going to serve its purpose purpose and that's going to be really great but like in my mind it's like you can do that with any other character. You can do that yeah, with any other storyline. Exactly. That's yeah. fine. It's also like you can bring him into a situation. Too. Yeah. So, like the key is you have to actually make Loki actually exciting to watch again, and mm-hmm. I think they did that with the trailer. So that's that's where mm-hmm. I sit. Nitz, What was
1: your reaction to the trailer?
3: Oh my god! I'm losing my fucking mind. You guys, I get that everyone looks fancy. But I'm freaking out just even talking mm-hmm. about it, mainly because a couple of things. Loki's not my favorite character. Mm-hmm. I think Jerome said it perfectly. Played out was the best way to describe it. We've had, sorry, my phone keeps vibrating. We've had um, we've had him be good, then be bad all of a sudden, then be good, then be bad, then be good, then be bad. Like five times within the span of like 20 minutes. And I think even in Ragnarok, like he's probably my least favorite mm-hmm. part of it. I felt Like just just choose your shtick at this point. Like I've had enough of your arc going back and mm-hmm. forth, right? If, This seems like it's not a part of it at all. We get Loki, Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: we get a fun storyline, and I don't necessarily care about how it attaches to, like, the future Mm -hmm. of the cinematic universe either. What I do like is that it takes such an integral moment of the MCU universe that Mm -hmm. we have already. That makes sense. Like, the the reality that, oh, my God, hi, kiddo. Josiah
1: is on Anthony's lap, and it's adorable.
3: Hi. Um, can you hear me?
1: He cannot hear you. <laughs> no.
3: Um, he, he can in his heart. Anyways, moral of the story. Yeah. yeah. Summary. Loki's been played out. This mm-hmm. storyline seems fun, seems fun as hell, and I like that it doesn't just spring out of nowhere. That was also my thing, as we were like, mm-hmm. Loki's dead, so how does this make sense? But it's a perfect transition from what happened in Endgame. So, mm-hmm. yep. mo- this is like top one most exciting. for. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
4: It All feels right. like I'm, um. Yeah. Sorry, I just like just because of what Nitz was mentioning. Like the potential here, in like just how different it feels, and how Loki is being used, it feels like what it has the potential of what we got where they took Ragnarok with Thor. Like, exactly. take him and put him in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one question I caught, like, I only watched the trailer once, I need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, does he visit the Soul Stone at a point?
2: You know Is what there, it, it is like there like, like I, was a couple of different it, places? It looked, it looked, it looked like, like I saw black with Iron Man sitting. One
0: right and um you might be right now you make me want to watch
4: the trailer like go back again. And watch yeah. it there's one right? scene where you just see someone sitting there in a full kind of leather black like outfit in what seems to be kind of an orange huish place mm-hmm. like yeah. she's she maybe is stuck in there i i need to go back like this is literally off of one watch yeah. and uh me just being like oh my goodness I'm not swearing because I'm just assuming Josiah mm-hmm. at some point is going to pick it up. But, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> they're, like, I, I just don't know what I watch. I'm just very excited no, about it. So I need yeah, to, like, pick it, it apart. Go but, like, gotta, yeah. yeah okay, they got okay, Google, Google up
2: in there, baby.
1: They got, All right. I mean, got Google up in there. You can't go yeah. wrong. Sorry, uh,
4: buddy. Yeah, go ahead. Let's move on to the next.
1: No, no, no. I uh, Anyway. So uh, next, they announced Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Quantumania is the new one.
4: Great name. Um, <laughs>
2: Honestly, great!
1: I think it's a great name because it's both about the quantum realm and I think also just like quantum mania just the whole thing of putting quantum in front of anything is yes. like the token yeah. and the lost I think it's great yep. um, it's not a new vampire I, weekend I,
3: I, album my little brother as we know is getting a quantum physics PhD at Harvard and he is a quantum physicist and whatever I remember when I asked him about the quantum realm and like the level of laughter I got from this man right because like literally none of it like it's not even like you, you know usually they'll take like, even uh, in Endgame, the, the Morbius something? Yeah.
1: the Rek- Mobius trip.
3: Mobius trip. All of that isn't somehow related to, like, time travel, yes. people think, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, quantum realm literally means nothing. Yeah. So for them to, like, just put quantum mania, mm-hmm. and we've all accepted it as this, like, quantum physics concept. Right. That's yeah. It.
4: It's great. That, it's
3: fun. That was that whole thing. The thing I'm most
1: excited about with it is that they uh, cast... Um, as his daughter, as grown-up Cassie, uh, Catherine Newton, who uh, I think is... is She's in Big Little Lies. She, I really like her in the film Blockers. She's actually in that new movie, Freaky, with Vince Vaughn that I have, need to see, but uh, I'm excited about that. Do um,
3: you care that she's been recast? Like, does that take you out of the... Container?
1: No, well, it, it, they couldn't cast Keep the Original because it came out as five years in the future. So yeah. they... Um, they recast her because she's... Cause, uh, Cassie is in one scene of Endgame when he, like, she hugs uh, uh, Scott Lang. So they or, recast yeah. that act. Yeah. Um, also,
3: what, as soon as I asked this, I remembered that War Machine was also recast, so who cares? Well, no, the other thing is, like, it's really <laughs> impossible because
2: the Man. character and the Hulk. is
3: like, 18 now. Yeah, that's but
1: the actress who played her initially is, like, you know, 11 now. So, oh. right, right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, couldn't. it's, like, recast is not really – it's just – the older G- version. H- was casting. casting the older version. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. There's no details. And then exactly We need Louise.
0: Yeah. We need Louise. Yeah. We need more Luis. We need more Luis. And obviously this is uh-huh. where Kang really makes his right, main appearance. Gonna so that should be you fun.
1: Because clearly uh AC's got daddy. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, there's only you, so long but, I could keep so him away. The thing,
1: they announced it. They kept it for last. I think this is I'm glad they did. Just just saying. There is going to be a Fantastic Four movie in the MCU uh, cool. directed by John Watts, who has done the Spider-Man movies, which gives me – it makes me – giving me a lot of faith because it seems like they're going to finally get the tone right for a Fantastic Four movie. Um, yeah, I've, I honestly don't have that much to say because it's so vague now, and I think we'll be talking about it a ton, and yeah. I think that, like, I don't even want – like, we can – we'll have a whole time where we speculate who should play what roles and stuff like that, right. but, like, man – the the first family of the of Marvels come into the MCU, baby.
4: Um, yeah, they got the right director, cool. at least like in terms of pulling someone in who's familiar with. I I know it sounds like Josiah is not a fan of the pick, no. but uh, <laughs> like I th- I think based on how they how well they nailed uh he nailed Spider Man, um, and just that you kind of want that same dynamic, that kind of like fun banter. I think Fantastic Four. Should feel a bit lighter and more joyful and more family-oriented without being saccharine. Like I think, I think John Watts is going to get that. So good start.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: Also, super apropos to Spider-Man. I remember when the Spider-Man thing came out, I was like, "Do we really need another one?" And like, yeah. obviously, now it's one of the better additions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And every every which way and how they tied him to Tony in the movies themselves is like solo films. Mm. So, yeah, I'll put, like, the faith in whatever Marvel wants to take and remake at this point. Like, it's going to feel new, and we're not going to, like, care about whatever's coming Uh, It
1: also really helps that no one cared about the other Fantastic Four movie. Like, I've actually only seen the first one in 2005. I never saw Silver Surfer, and then I didn't see the 2015 one because it was apparently so bad. And now I'm not going to see it definitely because I I also have no no intention to to stay away. away. Well, I also don't want to see it because I try to avoid anything written by Max Landis. But um yeah, so I Which I think
3: with uh with our Chris Evans in that. Chris right? Evans
1: was in the ori- the two thousand
0: five. No, the new stuff. one of Michael B. Jordan was the human torch. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was, but anyway, um Yeah, nonetheless. We no, we all need to yeah, say more about it. Yeah, that. it's I think that because like, be like the original Spider Man movies were a phenomenon and even the amazing Spider Man movies made hundreds of millions of dollars. I think the fact that the Fantastic Four movies weren't that big of a deal is why it doesn't feel the same fatigue because like i who cares but yeah i'm just so ex- i'm excited because as as everyone who reads marvel comics has told me over and over and over again dude all the best villains are fantastic four villains all the yeah. best fantastic four villains it's true and so like I'm, <laughs> on, oh my god we get a victor von doom uh, that isn't okay. played by the motherfucker from nip talk it's gonna be great uh um, right and like yeah. you just you just can't move on with marvel
4: without the fantastic four exactly so Regardless of, like, whether you're willing to see another remake, they're just so paramount to it that they have, like, we all know, and it wouldn't even feel like an announcement. It's just a matter of when, like, the X-Men will come back. No. The Fantastic Four are going to come. So it's just a matter of when they're coming. I think the surprises, um, even though, like, there's no date, there's nothing said on it, right? Like, do they say when it's coming out? No. Yeah, so I think besides...
0: 2023, I think.
4: Is that what they say? Yeah. So, so that like, would be when it would be
1: slotted in next.
4: Yeah, right. which, like, for all our early talks when we mentioned Fantastic Four, I think we were just like, take yeah. your time with it. But that is taking your time with it. Like, that's, it's going to come when it comes. It's just more of a confirmation that it is. Yeah.
0: We've been mentioning Spider Man a lot, by the way. And, um, right. yeah.
1: They're adding more people, uh, man. They're more people coming back. It's going to be an insane movie. Honestly, AC, we're, we're almost at two hours now. So if you have any thoughts, get them out. Uh, this is the only time I'm ever the person worried about time, which that says a lot. But
0: uh... yeah, it, yeah, it, 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 I'm getting a little long in the tooth here, but I should say, well, um, so the Everyone Spider-Man three thing, everybody's in this movie, everybody, everybody. I just Willem Dafoe and Thomas Hayden Church and yeah. and all this honking from Josiah's truck and all this other yeah. stuff, but yeah. um, that that's awarding like too many people. Yeah,
2: can pass. Uh, yeah, if is,
1: they can pull this off, yeah, then I it's really just like they got it, and so like yeah, I. I I'm just I'm excited to see what they do. Also, because I think the big thing too is that people are like, how are they going to juggle all these villains? As I mentioned in the last pod, we talked about it. I think that they're going to have a, each of these villains can have a lot less screen time. Like, they're not going to have a ton of screen time each of them. Obviously, but I think it's going to be not going to be cameos, but I think that like it's not like they're going to be cameos at this point. I think we not, have to
4: yeah. like some have to be cameos. some have to be
1: cameos exactly.
3: Okay, but, but also, f- how many how many movies have we asked? How are they going to handle this? Exactly. Movie? How yeah, are exactly. they going to handle this sure. many yeah. villains and yeah. like exactly? They picked it out
1: so exactly.
0: I told you Mysterio wasn't dead. I told you Mysterio yeah. wasn't dead. I we
1: mean, saw- no one thought that Mysterio was, was dead. Also, I just want to point out, there's been no confirmation about it. And this is, uh, this is what I love about I'm the internet. I'm just saying. So, listen, listen, listen. The the evidence is, and I see retweeted this, that someone took a photo of the person that they know to be Jake Gyllenhaal's Hall's stand-in at like a COVID oh. test outside the Spider-Man 3 set. So like that's <laughs> I just love like that's great internet you know, investigating. Like this isn't Jake Gyllenhaal Hall outside the set. It's the person who works as his stand-in is there. So therefore
4: the, the only thing I'll say in defense of that is like if I was a stand-in for any character or sorry, any actor, I would always just be like Hey, do you mind if I just like hang out on movies that I'm not a part of, just so I can see what's up? Like, I would just do that. I would milk it as much as I can. That would be in my contract as an extra.
0: All right. There are so many people in this damn movie, but nonetheless, yeah, it's it's December next year. Doctor Strange, um, Daredevil, Doctor Octopus, every single villain you could think of. Uh, Kirsten
1: Dunst, Emma Stone. On that note. On that note. Yes. I want to we'll wrap this up. I want to thank our special guests Nists for coming back and talking about this with us. It was really a pleasure. As always, we love having you, and Aww. I'm so excited to see you that you're as excited as we are about the stuff. Um, yeah. Is there anything Just you want to clap? By the
2: way.
3: Is there anything I want to what?
1: And let everyone know, is there anything you have to promote? Obviously, you know, anything you want to what? let the world know?
3: I'm so tired, so I'm not going to do a good job of it. But you should follow at WantNotNeedFund on Twitter and good. Instagram. And if you if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about it before. And wow. so I'm not going to repeat myself because we've been talking for, like, two hours and I've worked to do. And you can also follow me at NITZBLUV at NITZBLUV. You don't have to do that second one, but, like, okay. definitely do that first one.
1: Absolutely, and Jerome, Jerome Chang, we're gonna be able to
4: follow you. Uh, You can follow me at Black Dragon Roll. Uh, Let's
1: close the pod. AC, we're gonna be able to follow you.
0: You can follow me at Anthony Canton underscore underscore three on Twitter. Keep having to get used to that name. Also, what what are you gonna say next? No,
2: no, you keep going, keep
4: going, keep keep going.
0: Oh, okay. so finding peace in the storm podcast uh my new podcast my new solo podcast that just started um had iman from dishes and dimes talking about the raptors talking about a lot of uh cool things shout out to iman um that was really fun hopefully we get some some people from this show on that show that, so like what you call it that should be really fun you, <laughs> look out for that soon you know we'll be talking to some people so yeah, yeah check me out there and of course follow the show
1: absolutely That's what we' were gonna say
3: I can't believe that I raised my hand to make a bad joke. But Jerome, oh. just let's let let's wrap this podcast. And I'm sitting here like, yo, we all yell at guys like playing overtime, which is mm-hmm. like forty-five minutes. We're like, How are you tired right now? Just find yeah, the right. energy. And
1: I'll I them. have never done that. As someone who is winded walking upstairs, you'll never see me do that. But
3: as someone you, that has yeah. yelled at the TV, being like, How are you tired? Go drink some paper <laughs> made so I feel bad. That was the follow the
1: show treat. at MC University Pod. You can follow me at the Jay Christie. Listen to my other podcast I do uh, about the show Monk called No Funkin' Strictly Monkin'. Um, we did just upload today, on Tuesday, we uploaded the episode where Andre and I got drunk to record it, and it was uh, quite a bit. Because uh, it was about the episode Mr. Monk Gets Drunk. It wasn't just, like, random. Uh, and um, I'll just say this. If you ever... There, there are some things that I kept in there because I couldn't in good con- I, I They were too funny not to, but I said some things that... Um, you know, I'm really glad that only, like, 40 people listen to each episode because uh, <laughs> definitely problematic. not problematic. I don't know. I, I'm reckless with shit I say in the internet. And it's never caught up to me because I haven't tried to do anything important in my life. But, um, yeah, uh, anyway, uh, listen to that. But keep listening to the show, guys, and we really appreciate everything, all yes. the support you give us. And, yeah, I uh, will talk to you later. I've been Jake for Jerome, Nitz, and Anthony, and Josiah. Have a good night, everyone.